This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. On YouTube. On podcast. On live. This is Rebel Yell. From the WFCSN. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast, supported by MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical. Welcome to episode three of the 23 24 season of the Rebel Yell Podcast. Spencer's here. Evening. Here. Evening. Bloody hell, my eyes are deceiving me. Pete's actually here for the first time in what? How long's that, Spencer? Like eighteen months or something? Two years? No, no, about, was it? About, the, was it the initial episode we did? I want to say it was about three prime ministers ago. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> probably was. Pete's back. Hello, Pete. Oh yeah, I've got to go now. Oh yeah, well, we're surprised, but he comes for the glory and entertain, and we'll do all the hard work of the interviews later. Um, guys, well, it's been uh, about five weeks. We've done well, haven't we? Uh, compared to last last year, Spencer, what do you think? Yeah, well, you know, early days, isn't it? Well, no, for us. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> no, not but I mean, as in for us, early yeah, days, for us, we, we, we've, got, we've got a long season got, ahead of us. We've got a long way to let this slip. Um, but we are sitting, currently, the men's team are sitting pretty in second place. With um, We'll go through the um, results in a little bit, and obviously if you, you, you've been to regular games, you know what they are. But, chaps, overall sum up of um, so far, are we happy where we're sitting? Yeah, we can't complain. The seconds, obviously, we want to be top, but I think we're we're right. We're, we're there. I, you know, I think my predictions were a bit wrong. Uh, what, a bit, what were those? I can't remember. I said we had to draw some. I thought you, I thought you were good at this podcast. No, I never said that, mate. Uh, I, th- I said we have a draw somewhere along the line. We haven't had to draw, so no, you know, I think we can't complain. Um, five, six games in, lots of new players, so we'll get there. I think, I think it's been absolutely brilliant. Only lost two games, and one of those was highly questionable. I'm sure we'll get around to speaking about Avery. Yeah, I'm sure Pete will (laughs) want to have his word on that, won't he? And not yet, not yet. No, I think I think he's been a cracking start. (laughs) I thought he was going to say, "No, I think the referee is very good in that match." (laughs) 
Now it's been a cracking start to the season, like I say, uh, seven wins at nine and a, um, what is it, six wins, one draw, two losses. So yeah, I think it's been a good start. Um, like I say, you know, um, Braintree on just a blip. Um, uh, just but, a blip, yeah, I mean. Most teams, we've absolutely dominated, I, I, would, I would say, for 90 minutes without possession. We've had the chances to score more goals than we actually had. So no complaints from this side of the room. Yeah, and you know, Avery have been beating everybody so far, <laughs> whatever that's about. So, uh, Avery might be because you know they have a good start, and then now they find out what the league is really about, and people find out how they're playing. Um, that could be it. You know, they had a, you know made carried on the success from the previous season into this season, and now they find a level. Yeah, that that bounce off effects, mm. and you say we you say we had that last year, especially the start mm. we had, very quite deep in, didn't we? Unbeaten, so. I mean, for me, the standout has to be Torquay away. I mean, you know, I I wasn't there, but you three were. That has to be. What, from what you know, we, if you're on the National League banter pages and stuff like that, uh, Torquay fans giving it all that they're going to walk the league. HMS walk the leagues here and everything like that. Um, I know Pete, you quite like posting those groups quite often, and so some of the listeners do. <laughs> On my, he's calling you out as a troll, I think. Yeah, he's, he's a keyboard <laughs> I've posted, warrior. I've posted one sort of he, twice. Uh, uh, Spencer, he can join a keyboard family, can't he? <laughs> um, <laughs> but you like, you maybe not post, but you look in those groups and you, we all see that those uh, Yeovil fans and Torquay fans, what they're going to come up and walk the league. And whilst they might have had an early season blip, they're improving right now. Yeah, but on to, the mark. To go, what was that, the second game of the season? To go and completely, and yeah. it could have been more, couldn't it? Oh, we, we sh- could have been six or seven, Eas- easily. We were just absolutely... I, I think their keeper was man of the match, you know. Well, he was. He's, he saved <laughs> them. But for me, that was the best trip ever to Torquay with yeah. Worthing, for me, you know. Yeah. It was a long day. Hashtag best trip ever. But he wasn't for him, he stayed down there, didn't he? With his son yeah. complaining about his hotel. I mean, what a prima donna. <laughs> no, the hotel wasn't great, we booked, so we moved. But that's a different story. But no, it was just a great day. I think that's the best football I've seen from Worthing. The know. furry creature in the hotel was a hamster. It was definitely a hamster. <laughs> this could go down a very dark path quickly, so we'll stop there right now. But Torquay, a big stand-up result. Um, Averley is another standout result for the wrong reasons. I think we'll just give Pete the microphone for the next 10 minutes. For him. I mean, I don't know if I'm just triggering him again because he did have, he went on for it about a week. He did his blog. He did like, it was on a, our other podcast that we do. He's, he, he probably got triggered and rightly so. Yeah. Have a Why refer- don't you get triggered again on here, mate? Yeah, have a referee doesn't know the rules I can't get and how he doesn't give a penalty in the last minute when Ricky's taken out the game literally by the goalkeeper. Right, so any for, for anyone that doesn't know who hasn't been on this planet, what actually happened then? What actually happened on that Averley game? Scored we the obviously pe- lost 2-1. Scored the penalty. Encroachment in the area. So the referee does correctly. Blows the whistle. But instead of giving us another chance, another opportunity to score from the penalty spot, he decides to award an indirect free kick, which is in total contravention of the laws of the game. And what do we understand it as being? Because from looking at research stuff, it if, should have been if we had missed the penalty, wouldn't it have been an dire, indirect yeah. free kick? Not if yeah, we had if scored we'd, the if we'd have missed, it, it's an indirect free kick. There are a couple of people on the internet also saying that um, the way in it looked, it might, the referee might have thought the goal had gone behind and hit the stanchion. But, you know, being there, it clearly didn't. Do you think no. he could... Obviously, we've got to give him... 
Well, we don't have to give him. Don't give him, no, don't but, give him um, nothing. Do we really think he was like, you know, I mean, has there been any comeback of that? Has anyone found out if there's been any sanctions nope. binding? Because we obviously know um, that first game of the season in the Premier League against Man United, that VAR decision, that penalty, the referee team were banned for the following week. So that's with VAR, like how they got that wrong. But this is a league ref that could that could come down to the end of the season. You know, Averley, if they carry on their run, it could be between Averley and Worthing and a, something like that has decided a game. Yeah, like I say, it's um, three, po- three points we lost. Um, there's nothing to say we would have went on to win the game. We weren't that great we, that day, were we? I thought we were fine. I, <laughs> I think we were fine. I thought Averley were just a very physical team. They had two shots. And, and they had, yeah, like Pete said, had two shots, had two goals. Um, it's, does a penalty go in, which is in the first five, ten minutes of second half? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we came out absolutely on fire yeah. after half time. I don't know what Hintz said or did it, yeah. but we were on fire. Got the penalty, scored the penalty, and then if if but it would have counted, I, I think we would have won on. Do you think won, it took, the wind, think it took the wind out of the boys though? Like that disallowed penalty. Do you think it like because obviously they still had a bit of time to get it. And they got one back, but you know, did it completely take the sort of wind out of them? I wouldn't say it took the wind out of them, but it's going to play on the players a little bit, isn't it? It's in the back of your head, you're thinking, right, we should be instead of being two behind, we should be one behind. Yeah, but also coming back with Peter about the referee, what? I didn't understand. He even went to the linesman to consult. Yeah. So there's two people who don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, and, then, and for me, and I'm not, refereeing is a difficult job. I wouldn't want to do it. But we had some referees who were bad for both teams so far this season. I thought, mm-hmm. you know what? It's National League South. You expect a better standard. Yeah. And I think if we, we could have played all day and that referee wouldn't have let us win that game. Yeah, you're right. You know, in my yeah. opinion, he, he was just so anti-worthy. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those that you're gonna, it's gonna sadly be a highlight this season, whether it being a low light or not. You're always gonna remember that. But uh, we went back the following week and uh, beat Dover two 0 Pete, you went there for the first time. How did you get access to the commentary booth there? Because you're the first one in God knows how long. What actually happened? Because I don't think I've actually asked you. Like, how did it come about? Because they were so, you were so adamant that you were gonna go behind the mic, behind the goal, maybe just on your phone, being a bit coy. What, what actually? Why, when? How did it come about? I don't know. I didn't. Is Baz working his magic or? I, I don't know. I think what it was was we got free media passes. And as we know from last year, guys, just to add to that, last year and any other club that's gone there, Dover, for some reason, do not allow away commentary. And mm. last season, they, as we all know, they, we turned up at their ground and they'd cancelled the match with what, half an hour to go or something like that, 45 minutes to go, which was really, really poor of them. But they also weren't allowing us to do commentary for some reason. But. <laughs> It makes this fixture even more interesting. Because, Pete, you at one stage, you were like adamant you're never actually going to go to Dover out of protest. Well, I didn't go last season, did I? Because no. <laughs> I was like... Oh, and to be fair to me, it's, it's not fair because I think their fans are actually an all right bunch. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. Nice like some of them. And, some of them. And, you know, well, you say some of ours. <laughs> you say it about <laughs> us. Like most of ours are nice, yeah. but, you know. But anyway, going back to the how we got to comment out, like I say, I think there was three media passes. So the photographer, uh, Hayden, and myself... Um, so anyway, I don't think anything was actually mentioned about commentating as such. You know, Vaz just said, um, yeah, you, you should be all right for, for Dover. And I was like, okay, then. So I d- didn't message him or anything. And I just went in, went to their pros- press box and I said, yeah, you can, they said you can use their, there's not, they've got two press boxes. Big, big, big <laughs> Billy Big Balls Club. <laughs> Don't need them really much anymore when they're in this man yeah. year. Um, so they said, "Oh, you can use that other commentary box." And I thought, "No, it's behind glass, so you don't get the uh, the sound of the crowd." 
Um, or you can sit down in the front of this commentary box and there's a, there's a power socket there and everything. So I said, oh, is it all right I do it from there? And I went, yeah, and no, nobody said a word. So, so do I you think it's maybe on. a couple of jobs worth within the club, think they, like, you know, maybe the chairman, because I know the chairman's not the most pleasant of persons. I, I don't know what he's, I spoke to him before the game, actually. Yeah. Do you seem all right? Yeah, he went too bad. He was quite polite. <laughs> is and that what you've got to say? <laughs> he was all right. No, no, if he was a, if he was a, uh, you know what, you know what I'd say, but yeah, he's perfectly fine with me. Yeah. Yeah, but I know it's there's quite a nice ground as well. I quite like it. Yeah, though, I know there's problems at Dover. And yeah, well, they're right at the bottom of the table at the moment. Yeah, look at they? the they're league position. Very well, and the fans aren't happy. Um, mm. But you who cares? You wouldn't be if you lived in Dover. <laughs> That's very what was true. It, that, that sort of what was it? The S team in Calais or something like that. The chant goes, "Small team in Calais" or something like that. But um, we won two nil, um, and then. Weymouth on a bank holiday Monday, wasn't it? Weymouth, we had a good, uh, good 2 0 win there, solid win there. Um, after, um, a fantastic little victory there with 2 0 on bank holiday Monday at Woodside Road, Pete. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, they're all blurring into one. No, no, I, I wasn't here because I was away in holiday. Yeah, you, you were on holiday. I was on holiday, so I was listening to Pete. No, it was, it was a good, <laughs> you were at a wedding. Was, oh, no, I was at a wedding. That's, yeah. No, it was a good performance. Yeah, Wait, was. Wait, Weymouth were a much improved team on He's making the me team. doubt myself now. I was like, we played well. Weymouth were a much better team than the Weymouth we played last year. So yeah. I thought it was a really good performance. I'll just say, hold the mic. <laughs> hold the mic next to Pete. Just hold it when Pete's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, Weymouth, yeah, it was a good win on the bank holiday Monday. Um, but then I don't think any of us expected the following week uh, away to Braintree. I mean, we have to say it was one of the most awful performances I've seen in a long time and you know we're, we're not going to beat around the bush we're not going to sit there slanging the club off but it was an awful performance wasn't it guys it, it, it was and I had a chat with a goalie uh, before the game Jack Sims um, and he said there was only five players left what they had last season when it leads to playoffs and the rest is all a new team and you know it's all circumstances I think that day against us and it's one of these games that happens in the season you know it was rubbish we lost we lost, and that's it. And let's move on. You know, it's one for this three books for me. And we move and, on from that. And that's it. It's how you move on, how you bounce yeah. back. Can we come back and got a good win against against Wellington? Yeah, and our old nemesis, Danny Bloor, <laughs> yeah. who actually said, if you looked at his interview after, he thinks we're going to win the league, which is quite a bold statement. But Danny Bloor's been around this league for a long time. You know, mm. I think, you know, that, I'll, I'll take that. I'm yeah. sure that's quite, a, that's quite a compliment. But going back to Braintree, um, obviously we didn't have um, Aaron Racine. Um, he was a big loss and a lonely coming in. And congratulations he to was only, their second yeah. child, is it? I yeah, their second yeah, child. Congratulations yeah. to Aaron and his wife. Yeah. Um, so we lost Aaron Razine. We're bringing in a lonely, um, who was, uh, announced, uh, announced on the, m- I, I, I don't think you've even met anyone before. No. Or anything else. That, that's exactly it. Um, we had players who were coming back who had been injured. Um, so. Liam Fenton himself in the, in, in, in the warm up. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so everything just conspired against us that day, and their goalie pulled off two blinding saves in the first half as well. So it could have been it could have been a different game. Um, just wasn't to be on the day. They they caught us on the counters in the end. So the score flattered them basically, but we, it's a blip, like Jacko said. It was you know we get results like that every so often, and get, get it out of the way, and then the rest of the season will be smooth sailing, hopefully. That's how I look at it. You know, yeah, that goalie, I, I rate that goalie. I really like him. Yeah, you uh, said that, didn't you? You yeah, actually got him. I think he's a really good goalie. Um, but he had two cracking saves and, you know, that was it. 
And I, I, and I thought they were very quick up front as well, Braintree. Mm. Very quick. And we didn't cope with it. But, you know, it is what it is. Move on. Yeah. Learn, learn from your mistakes. I'm sure Hinch would tell you that mm-hmm. you learn more from games like that than you do than just going spanking someone 5-0. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think the, the other thing, guys, going in at 3-0, obviously it was 2-0 and it came to the 46th minute, I think it was, and Joel Colbrand pulls the player back in the penalty area. Uh, just a bit of a rush of blood to the head, I think, because Joel doesn't make many mistakes in, in the Worthing Red. So, yeah, and, you know, difference between 2-0 and 3-0 at halftime mentally, it's quite a big obstacle to overcome. So, but yeah, we tried. We didn't give up. Didn't give up, but just a blip, just a blip. Just a bit. But as we said, we came back against Willing and this past weekend we've uh, drawn 1-1 with Hemel Hempstead. Um, which was probably a frustrating game, I understand, would you say? So, yeah, frustrating is the word. So, um, I, was, I was over here for the women's... <laughs> is that the polite, is that no, the polite word? No, no, no. because no, Pete, Pete's in on this joke. So, I was over here for the women's game on, um, on Sunday. And everyone was asking everyone, what did you make of yesterday? And literally every single person spoke to... First word this head was frustrating. So it's, it's definitely the, uh, the, buzzword. The, word, the buzzword of the month. <laughs> I, I think frustra- it was frustrating, but I think... We're going to see more of these games now because Hamill set up in a way very negative, you know, sitting back, wasting time for minute one because, let's be honest, they feared us. They didn't want to get beaten. And we couldn't penetrate them at all. And it, and I said, when we're sitting in the stand, I said, it's going to take a shot from outside the box when we're going to score. And they did in the end. But I think we're going to see more teams like that just sitting back. Yeah. But, but give Hemel credit, they, they turned up with a game plan and they stuck to it and they performed it brilliantly. Well, apparently Pete can confirm because he, he told me this earlier on. Apparently one of the Hemel players said that well, they played brilliantly. He must have watched a completely different game than us because I didn't think they were that brilliant. Maybe it was brilliant for them though. Maybe it was really brilliant for them. I mean, they're playing one of the early favourites of the season, yeah. were they? They played, they played really well in their midfield block, basically. Did you see Henry VIII? Was he here? Henry no. Oh, what? No, I didn't see Henry VIII. Henry VIII wasn't there. And but... he said, well, when he came at the last game of the season last year, he brought his six, um, six wives with him, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we accused him of, but I don't think they actually were his six Cut. wives, but you know. Couple of them lost their head. Ah, <laughs> oh, but here he goes. He started already. He started already. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was frustrating. The other thing was that, that player who was interviewed for Hemel, and I watched it earlier today, um, and he, he, he thought that, um, Joel's shot was across, and I was, <laughs> I just felt so bad for the bloke. I thought, how embarrassing for you That's to say that. <laughs> Jesus, if that was a cross. <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the most innocent guy in the world. I thought it was a brilliant goal from Joel. Yeah, it was a superb goal. Oh, absolutely, you know. Yeah. Like you say, we, we should have been braver and sort more. We were trying to walk it mm-hmm. in at times. And, you know, when p- p- uh, teams are playing that deep, it's so difficult to find the space. And Oli could have won it in the last second. Oh yeah, he missed that literally. Well, did he slide? I can't remember. Was it a slide and he just missed it or let like, the contact? No, or was it just wide, I think? I think it was just wide. Just yeah, he these... just wide at the post. But, yeah. But I think it, later in the season, he got Ollie Pierce was on form. You'll yeah. make those. Yeah. It, 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 it should have while to warm up last yeah, season. He should have turned it in the net and he turned it past the post. So. Yeah. And, and speaking of goals, sort of how lucky have we been with some of the screamers that we've seen so far this season? Oh yeah. We see some. Cracking goals. Yeah. You know. You know, Ricky's got a couple of blinders. 
Nicky scored a couple of blinders. Nicky's been good. His one against Dave was unbelievable. And, uh, Finley against Broadbridge Heath. Oh, old chopper, I think, against uh, Broadbridge Heath was probably still. I voted for that goal of the month if you haven't voted already. It's, it's, it's won. He won it. Yeah, he had to win it. Yeah, fantastic. There was no doubt that was going to win, though, was it? It's goal of the season already. But I mean, to be fair, to have like, all those goals, as you say, um, you know, Nicky scoring couple of worldies as well the one that Pete what was the first one of the season against Tunbridge that you thought it was a worldie and it wasn't it was just a it was a poor goalkeeping effort it was a good no, was effort Nicky Wheeler it was a screamer nah Pete we've even had this conversation on the on the PNLP it wasn't a, it was not a screamer I, I have to say I'm a massive admirer of Nicky Wheeler I have been fierce I think he's one of one of the greatest footballers I've seen at non-league but that goal, that was a goalie mistake. The goalie should have saved that hundred times. Yeah, he probably should have. But he was slightly, <laughs> he was slightly unsighted by the defender in front of him, and he's flapped at it a little bit. But he's still connected with it yeah. well. <laughs> it's still a good connection, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. a good goal. We won't take that away from him. We won't take that away from him. That was a good goal. And every time in a game that it is. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that one. We'll, we'll settle this in the car park afterwards. <laughs> two versus two tag team match. There we go. Well, let's uh, let's talk to Adam Hinchwood. <laughs> let's talk it to uh, Adam Hinchwood. He'll go through the month with us and his thoughts of the past five six weeks. Excuse you. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Adam, great start to the season. Couple of blips, but it's what you know. It's over the course of the season, but you must be quite happy with what you've seen so far. Yeah, quite happy. Quite happy. Um, I think like the way we played, our performances, um, probably a bit down on the. Before um, the points tally that we potentially should have, um, obviously started bad in the Avery game. We'll give ourselves an uphill task, but you know, I thought second half we threw everything at them. Um, you know, if uh, the officials know the rules, it helps. I think. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, careful yeah. what you yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, listen to us. I'm over that now, obviously. Uh, but no, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's all in all been really pleased with the performance and you know the squad we've been able to to assemble together. Um, you know, we had a a team meeting earlier doing a bit of analysis and you know I look around the the room now and uh, there's some some real talented players. I, I've been saying it the recruitment this summer, it's the best. You know, we brought some players in. I think they're fantastic players. No, yeah, I think... Um, it gives you a headache as well, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, it's the, the worst... Board. The dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, no, nah, that's it. It's, it is the, the worst part of the job, really. Because um, I guess that, that, that sort of thing, it's a great problem to have. It is. But you also got that difficult thing that people that you know could well and truly play and should be playing aren't going to play because, you know, the way you organise a team. Yeah. That yeah. must be the trickiest job of being. No, it is. It's, it's really tough, and obviously, it was really um, hard on on Saturday. Like Miki's, I've probably coached Miki now for eight years, with two years at Brighton and six years at Worthing. So to leave him out of the squad, because um, you know what we're going to get from Miki. Um, he leaves everything out on the pitch, uh, works tirelessly, doesn't moan, just gets on with it. He's a great character to have in the dressing room. So you know, it's difficult conversations, but. Ultimately, as a manager, it's, if you're having them conversations, then you know it's because you've got a good squad, and um, definitely feel that we've got that. Um, and it is it's tough; it's the worst part of the job. I, you know, hate having them conversations, but just try to be honest and and, and tell them how I feel. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really in a um, weird way a, a good place to be in. Um, you definitely, as a manager, prefer it that way, and, and as a club, we want it that way. Um, I feel we've got some some 
a couple of lone boys in that have helped as well, but yeah. also within our ranks as well. Now I think we've got some real assets. I think um, you know uh, Joe Ryan Rocco and and Danny Cashman, just to name a few, uh, are real assets to have at yeah. a, a club at this level. Well, we talk we talked to Danny Cashman later on in the podcast, but with um, we're not going to lie, like we actually couldn't believe it when we said we keep referring to the tweet, but the club are very clever putting a dollar bill and then a man next to it, and no one could believe it's actually happening. Obviously, as we said, you know, we knew from off air conversations that you kept in touch with him and everything like that. But to get that guy over the line after the impression he made of all, he, he t- I don't think we've ever had a trialist, as far as I know, at this club since I've been supporting it that's sort of caused such a stir and, you know, a big, almost a. F- come warm with the fans and the fans love him and then he goes to commentary obviously to go over a professional journey that hasn't worked out for him but what an opportunity for you as a coach as well and a manager to like develop him into a player that he should be no definitely that's that's what i enjoy that's uh ultimately working with um any player really and you know we get nicky wheeler at 31 i want to try and <laughs> jacko's favorite player no, i've been an admirer of him for a while and yeah. i think the quality you know, either he crosses the ball in and we get a chance, or he yeah. gets a corner. No, that's right. And but but even like, you know, you've got Nicky Willett at thirty one, you've got Danny Cashman at twenty two, twenty three. You know, I want to try and improve him as a player, and that's just you know how I am, and that's the um, excitement and enjoyment I get from from being a football manager is trying to improve all these players. And um, you know, if you've got players that are willing to learn and and what they are um they're, they're unbelievable um you know people to start off with they just want to learn and, and soak up everything and you know whether it's greg lure who's you know been at burgess hill then had a good move to hull um you know he's been around this level for a while i still want to try and get the best out mm. of of greg lure and this to be his best season and um you know that's that's the enjoyment i get as a as a manager and you know to have real um talent in your ranks and and working with on a regular basis is is an absolute uh dream to have so just tell like obviously we know a bit as you said off air but just tell about how the danny cashman thing came out because i remember you we spoke to you i think two years ago after he had gone at the pre-season podcast for that season we won the title and you said you know you 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 wanted to get him down because we asked you like why did you have someone spend so much time but then is ultimately going somewhere else and you said it's all part of a long-term plan you know like keep keep the players fresh keep keen keep them in your sort of almost your back pocket your little black book of footballers almost so how did the overall process have you kept in touch with him over the past couple of years and just kept on his development because you've known him from Brighton days didn't you yeah. and stuff like that so. no yeah um, definitely that really I mean probably got a bit of flack for playing someone that you knew I wasn't going to keep hold of and knew that I was going to leave for bigger and better things um, but playing him so much in pre-season um, but yeah it's, it's a little bit of that but one you also want to try and help these lads out if you can we've had um george cox who's played a lot of football in um the dutch premier division i think he scored a goal against ajax or something um and he's been training with us okay um he's hoping to get a move to back to the um dutch premier league in in the next couple of days or so okay um and you know wish him all the best but you know if, if how did things, that come about just interesting, yeah just you know? just sort of got a message and said can i come and train and oh, and this uh, just 
He's what are you, you, are you sowing like, the seeds for a future no, movie as well? Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, but Yako would be happy with that. Yeah, happy with that. Busy yeah, to, uh, yeah. Yeah. Signed up Heron Bay. I'll, no, but it's, 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 it, obviously they're not yeah. all going to pan out like Danny no, Cashman yeah, and be available yeah, yeah, for us. And, yeah. and George Cox, you know, I can't see him being available for us. He's a, he's oh, a mate, top, top player. But club in a few years' time, it's fine. Exactly. But, you know, I just think if they're local and they can can get in and, and train with yeah. us and we can offer anything. If, like, you know, George was available to play in any of the friendly games that we arranged, he, he'd be more than welcome to come and play. And just, you know, it's it's in my nature to see young local lads do well. And, um, you know, obviously we'd like them to be signed to Worthing. It would be brilliant. But, um, you know, if they're, if they're not, I still want to help them in any way I can. And I think that's a great attitude to have. To yeah. Be I think that really is. And it just shows how willing you are. See, and we've got nothing to hide here. Like, I think we try to do things as professional as we can. And, you know, yeah. they obviously seem to get something from training because they want to come back. And yeah. um, if it keeps them ticking over and, you know, Coxie remembers um, spending a couple of weeks training at Worthing and... You know, things don't work out in yeah. down the line, then then perfect. But it's not always going to be that. I and mean, I don't, you know, even with Cash coming and playing, it was obviously um, I envisaged that this might happen. But you know, yeah. it wasn't. I just wanted to. You didn't give almost. Him, you didn't want it to happen because you wanted him to succeed. Yeah, exactly. It's just, right. He's taken maybe a little step backwards in terms yeah. of his career. But you know, with obviously we look at players like Finn, Jasper. Yep. You know. Even Ricky, for example, who's obviously back here on loan, yeah. but they've, they've taken a step forward and, you know, it's all been because of you and your coaching team. So No, yeah, I think, like, all I do really is um, identify a player that I quite rate and, and give them an opportunity to go and play and express themselves. Yeah. And um, the rest is down to them. Um, you know, I'm not going to take credit for yeah. all those players' careers by any stretch of imagination, but just try to give them a platform to go and play and express yeah. themselves. And sometimes that's all these lads need. And... You know, we're really hoping that, you know, Cash, we're definitely going to see better things to come from him. Oh, he's yeah. going to get himself fitter. But even in a couple of games already, I think he's, you know, he's done brilliant for Joel's goal at the weekend. That little bit of class to, you know, take the ball past the player. Mm. and um, People you know, are saying that Littlehampton, he was one of the best players on the pitch and stuff like that. Yeah, that he friendly. got a bit of a kick on his ankle because, yeah. Uh, yeah um, Those think, thugs from Littlehampton yeah, down the nah, road. Yeah. I think, I think uh, a little bit of that, but I think I want to kick him as well. He was yeah, he just yeah. is how he plays. Yeah, he's like, how he plays. He's, gonna he's got yeah, he's got that demeanour where he's yeah. you know very laid back and, and relaxed. And yeah, I just want him to get some game time on his mm. belt, get him enjoying his football again. And then I think you know we we'll really see the best of him. And and like even I think there's so much more to come from some of the players that we haven't spoke about um, that we've recruited like one Luke we've got Jake Robinson well I mean what, we've no. obviously later in the podcast we've got O'Day on here and we've all agreed yeah. I mean Yako's gone as far as saying he thinks it's one of the best signs you've made this summer no, yeah. second top, best top two top well, that's two. one of the best no, then. That's yeah best. I, I agree but, like, mate, he's so in far, so well so far what he's done and, and need... Luke as well like yeah. what, what a player like, he's an impact be, moment, he's, gonna be, um, well, he's got a long way to come back to fit, yeah. fitness as well hasn't he I see him and Jake like Bit, bit maybe of a gamble to take them, but again, you just know what quality that they can bring them to. Well, it's like, like we spoke to Luke last month and he said you were like the only club that didn't want him to prove himself. Like everyone's like, well, you have to prove it. And he's like, he's, he's, he's come here. He's heard good things about Worthing. And as you even said to us, even John with the women's team, you're no longer having to beg a player to come to Worthing. You're now, they're almost coming to you and saying, well, what can I do yeah, to come here? And I yeah, think that's just a testament def to what Definitely a different conversation after. 
you know, last year, I think you, even Joe Felix, you have a conversation with him and he won player of the year at this level with Dulwich last year. Um, and it's like, oh, Worthing, Worthing are interested and oh yeah, I really like how you boys played against us. And, you know, that was just one season. So, well, we said yeah, it before, it's, it's going this, this club is a sleeping giant. We know it. Like it's an untapped market. You know, you've got Portsmouth, Southampton, Bournemouth that way, you've got Brighton that way, but you've got this big area of Sussex with a big population where a club that is doing so well in the National League South after a few promotions. You know, you could see our name being banded around up there in the next five, ten years with those bigger clubs, you know, and it's, it's going to keep on attracting more and more players. No, yeah, the conversations this year was, was a lot easier. Um, I spoke to Nick, I spoke to Greg before now, and mm. it's been a case of it's not the right time. But then I think after the season that we had last year and seeing how we played and yeah. now all of a sudden, you know, they, they want to be a part of it. So, um, yeah, conversations definitely this summer were, were easier to have. Um, and we're hoping that it'll only get easier as we move forward as well. Just moving on with a, just a cut till we move on, uh, a couple more players I wanted to touch on. Liam Vincent came back on a loan. Is, is that finished now? Has he gone back to his parent club? Yeah, he's gone back, gone back to his parent club now, gone back to Portsmouth. Um, you know, I think that was quite keen for him to, to stay, but you know, again, it's got to be right for um, mm. us and them. And it's important that when we get lads on loan, that they're going to actually get game time. Um, yeah, otherwise, yeah. it is a bit of a, a waste of time really yeah. to have them around. Um, you know, I thought it was a good fit for um, Tati and Ruben both being out at the same time. So we didn't really naturally have yeah. a left-footed player. I think Joe Felix has done excellently when he's fielding at left back. But, 100%. you know, every, every now and again, we're going to need a bit more physicality when we go to some of these teams away from mm -hmm. home. Um, obviously, the plan was to start Liam at left back um, for the Braintree game. Um, but he actually got yeah. a bit of a... Calf problem that day, um, so should we blame yeah. Liam for that game then? Yeah, yeah. so blame Liam. Liam. well done, Liam. Go back to Portsmouth. That's a change of it. But <laughs> even even that game, no, right, yeah, I look yeah. back on it and think I'm watching after 20 minutes and thinking we we're comfortable, played some great stuff. We, yeah. I think Luke forced their keeper into a good save. I think Ricky I think their keeper was their the best, best player. On and the then yeah, we're just out of nowhere. It was a long ball. We got done with yeah. a free kick and a penalty and three nil down. And yeah. then maybe. In hindsight, you know, myself, still learning, pushed the gamble button a little bit early yeah. at half-time to try and get ourselves back in it. And Miki has a good chance just after yeah, half-time. Yeah, I remember that. One-on-one. Yeah. On one and Could have been a different result. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, you know, even that game, I thought we was off it, but, you know, I still thought there was some good stuff in there as well. You brought in Luca Woodhouse as well. Um, yeah. Got the name right, right? Yeah, Luca Woodhouse, yeah. yeah. Um, and Sonny Fish as well. Yeah. Limbs left yet as no. well. Um, are they sort of month, monthly loans or is it sort of a few months um, period? Yeah, so like? Luca's a little bit longer. I just yeah. I think we need some cover for a centre-back for yeah. Joe Ryan, Aaron. If anything happens to them, we haven't really got a natural, I think. Um, Joel could play there for us. Um, we've got a couple of options of players that can play at centre-back. Um, I think Tati's played there before for us at centre-back, but there's not any natural sort of centre-backs um, cover. So to have him as a, as a bit of cover um, in the next couple of months is, is going to yeah. be crucial. And, and with Sonny, it was just a case of, you know, Greg had a, a bit of a knock. Um, he's struggling with his toe a bit. Yeah. Um, 
think he broke his little one or something, so he was struggling and yeah. was just waiting on Jake to come back to, to full fitness. Mm. So How far away is Jake at the moment? makes sense. Um, he's obviously had 30 minutes against Brighton now mm. and 45 he started against the Wimpton and had 45 minutes um, and hit the bar of a header. So it's just a case of keep building him up. It's going to be yeah, a, it's gonna be a, a similar sort of thing to what we've seen with Luca, really. Yeah. It's a case of give him a start, yeah. give him a 60 and just build him up gradually. They're, they're both been out a long time um, and it's not going to be an instant return from both yeah. um, but at the same time feel like what, when they do get fit and hopefully it's sooner rather than later yeah. they can really have a big impact for this club and the depth of the squad is there's no rush is there no that's it yeah that's right yeah and that's when you've got Sonny in the in the building and um Greg, Nicky, and you know we, Miki, we've got so many options forward-wise. Um, yeah, there is no rush, and we don't need to. So we can bring um, Jake on for his yeah. minutes against Braintree, and then there's no need to rush him back in. Um, but yeah, he's obviously eager, wants to get going, um, and we've just got, we've just got to be patient and be careful and make sure it's right for him. Um, I don't think he's going to do any Saturday, Tuesdays anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we want to... We want to do well in the Cups this year. Yeah, because... so I was just going to move on to that. Before I move on yeah. to that, um, just a quick question, just a few things. Mo Jammers, obviously, he's dual signed with yeah. Bogner. He's left Bogner today on the recording. What's that? Yeah. Is he going to another club? Or yeah, you... I think um, Coxie. Is, is Co- yeah, I was going to say, is it Coxie? Yeah. What a surprise, Coxie. Yeah. No, yeah, they're, they're yeah. like with, with yeah. them boys, obviously, we have got a big squad at the moment. So, yeah. you know, um, Finichalik went to White Oak. Um, Ollie Starkey, Brad Dollahan are both gone to Littlehampton. Yeah. Mo Jammer. Um, so, you know, if you add them into the mix as well, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's full well, of he's talent. Well, to play but, with Coxie at the and stuff as well, yeah. I think where we're going with the club, it's going to be more and more difficult for our youngsters to come in and get an opportunity. I think that's just human nature. If you keep on growing as a club, you're not going to all of a sudden be out of field four or five of your yeah. youth team players week in, week out. Yeah. Um, but I think if we're getting these lads out locally still and they're still playing locally, then we're still doing something right yeah, helping and them um, helping them. And, you know, who's to say they can't go on loan, tear it up and, and still have an impact for us. Yeah. And that's what we're hoping happens. Um, but, yeah, it's, it is going to be be tricky to get four or five yeah. of your youth team in and... Um, you know that's that's the challenge now for the youth team players. They yep. got to look at it and know now that they're at a club that really has got some some big ambitions. And you know it's it is going to be difficult, but there will be an opportunity for you. Um, but you're going to have to work really hard. And, yeah. You know we're we're very fortunate with with the players that we have got. Joe Rice have been excellent. Come through our our youth setup and and plays week in week out for us. Um, but I think those players are going to be. Less and less the, the higher you go. Um, you touch on it, Cup. We always ask it every yeah. season when it comes about. You've got the Cup and the Trophy coming up before we do the next podcast. FA Cup this weekend against East Bomboa. Uh, I'm going to admit it. We've already said it. I'm a bit disappointed in the tie. I was hoping for a little bit more of a variety. You know, I was kind of hoping to draw Coxie. <laughs> it would have been quite good. Um, obviously, it's a good test for the club and the team. Obviously, Eastbourne now a different model to last season, full-time, struggling in the league. Um, what are your thoughts going into it? And... Is the focus, and we always say it's a focus of cup run, because we've sort of had a debate tonight, like, I would take a cup run, you know, go to round one, get a bit of money for the club, as we all know at this level, so massively important with the projects around the club. These guys obviously saying promotion, we all want promotion. You know, 
you've got to juggle it. It must be quite hard as a manager, but you've got such a depth of the squad now. Do you think you could do both or, you no, know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's the challenge really. Cause I know you, to, since I've known you, you've yeah. always said I would love a cup run. Yeah, you just want to see us on the want to compete at all, yeah. all levels. Um, yeah. you know, don't ever go into a cup game, believe it or not, and go, Oh, I hope we get knocked out of this game. You yeah. know, I want to win every game. Um, does your dream sitting there up there with Millwall round three versus Worthing at the den? Is that what you're as a Millwall Mill, fan? Millwall round three at the den would be, yeah, very special. Yeah. The away boys, and, would, away boys would see a little uh, yeah. down cold bow lane and Wembley stuff Wembley like that. Yeah. The trophy, you know? yeah. I mean, you've you seen know, it happen, Hornchurch, the exactly. league, and they got there, they won the trophy. We've seen it happen plenty of times. I mean, the trophy would be amazing. I mean, I can't say you can guess it. I always know you say like the folk you yeah. never said oh, I don't care about the cup because we always know you do but I guess it must be frustrating when you've won in that cup run it just hasn't come to fruition no yeah I think yeah I've been a little bit a little bit unlucky in terms of I think you need a little bit of luck in terms of um, your tyres sometimes and you know I'm not saying that if you've got a team that was ranked below you at home that you're guaranteed to win but Obviously, it might make it a little bit easier, but yeah, we'd go into every game and just try to um, be the best that we can be and try and compete in it. And you know, I'm not gonna go to to Eastbourne on Saturday and and treat it any differently than I would if it's it's a league game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we want to want to go there, we want to try yeah. and put ourselves into the to the hat. I always say to the players, it'd be disappointing if you know Eastbourne Borough end up going on a cup run and. <laughs> You know, we'll be kicking yeah, ourselves. Yeah, it could have been, yeah, been us. So yeah, exactly. That's that's the worst thing. So well, I always sit there that. looking at Marine um, getting Spurs in the third round back in COVID years, and you know, I remember we were saying like um, St Elmo Road, you can have the people in the back gardens watching over the fence yeah. a little bit of Lotto. It'd be quite fun. I mean, no, I'm, amazing, I'm no different. Yeah. I watch that and think I love that to be Worthing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, we'll keep it cross. Yeah. I know it's something that you guys are, yeah. seem to hold against me every no, year. No, no, not at all. We just, we, I, I, you know what, I would love, I would love to go. Yeah, like, as well. I'll, Imagine I'll walking down Wembley to. Way yeah. in the FA Trophy final with our colours are marching down there. It'd be a month, most no, amazing day. Oh, and yeah. I know for everyone, it'd just be unbelievable. But um, going back to the league, uh, yeah. Maidstone and Yeovil coming up, which are two big tests, uh, especially Yeovil. You had that big test against Torquay. HMS walked the league, as they say on the on the Facebook pages and everything like that. They didn't walk that game because it could have been a lot more. Um, Yeovil and Maidstone, obviously being relegated from the National League last year, it's going to be two big tests, and I guess ones you're looking forward to in relishing the challenge. Definitely that, yeah. Um, like I say, I think we're a bit disappointed um, that we haven't got a few more points on the on the on the, on the table. But um, yeah, we just want to keep on improving, and that's the good thing. I'm not happy with. I think there's more to come from us. I think there's more to come from certain individuals. Um, I think we've got to defend with a bit more aggression at times. Um, you know, if we look at the stats, I think we had 33 crosses. They had one, and yeah. we draw one all. I think it was 73 percent possession, uh, and you draw one all. Yeah. So that's my message to the players that we need to be better in both boxes. Um, we need to be finishing our chances. We need to be defending better because having all that possession means nothing if you, you come out and you draw one all. Um, but yeah, I think, there's, I think there's more to come. We need to be more aggressive. We know that. We're going to work on it. And um, if we do that and we play anywhere near where we can play, we know that we'll be a handful for any team uh, at this level. And I think we'll even, if we play at our level and at our best would be a handful for teams in the league above. Um, 
you know, it's just the quality we got in the building. That's not me being big headed. That's just the the reality that that I see. So we're just going to keep on 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 striving to be the best version of ourselves. I'm definitely not an expert, but I know the last couple of games. I think one area we struggle. You might disagree, but I think is corners. We get nothing from corners. At yeah, the I just not, I just, not almost, a fan of corners. I just no, but prefer we could just. Smash it in the back of the head. No, yeah, just just get the game rolling as quickly as we can. I just think the lottery, yeah, just not a fan of them really. I need someone to take over that ownership because just yeah, bores me a little bit. And talking about the the Hemel game, you know, amount of possession we had, amount of crosses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I'm guessing that's something that comes with how successful we've been so far this season, last season, going forwards. That teams now are going to turn up here. And go, yeah, we're just going to block out the defence, block out the midfield. Yeah, 100%. And, it's a different challenge. Put the challenge on us to say... Well, I think um, when I first come in to, to the job, um, it was definitely a lot easier because everyone was like three points every time we played Worthing. That's the, that was the mindset. And um, we was allowed more spaces and we could play a bit more flowing football, I thought. Um, and then... All of a sudden, you, you get a little bit of success, and um, you know people are a bit more wary of you. And I definitely feel that's been the case. And it's you know it's down to us to come up with a way. Um, if people want to drop off and go into a mid block, um, we are going to have more possession. But it's important that we you're going to have less chances. You need to be more ruthless, and you know that's the that's the challenge then of your your forward players, and that's why you you try and recruit. Um, better players all the time because you're probably going to get less chances and you've got to be more ruthless but definitely thought there was a couple I think even Ollie's one right at the end maybe mm. on another day he tucks it away yeah. even the one early on when Joe Felix played a one-two with Cash and doesn't hit the target I think it's, I think it's an opportunity um, at this level but yeah that's that that is the challenge um, and I think like at this level it's you know, very much like the championship. I don't think there's going to be much difference between finishing seventh and the points tally that goes down. I think it'll be very close. Um, mm. I think it's been proof of that already that Hemel can draw of ourselves and, and beat Chelmsford away in a week and then maybe lose to someone. You know, it's just how, how the league is. It's slow beating Avery. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Well, Adam, thanks very much for, for another great interview. Um, hopefully, we speak to you next month in the next rounds of the Cup and Trophy. Because I think it'll be, uh, we've got a trophy in a couple of weekends' time after Maidstone. I'm not sure when that draw is. It must be. Is it this weekend they're playing the fixtures of the trophy, possibly? Yeah, possibly. I think yeah, so, because we right. don't know yet. So, fingers yeah. crossed. Good luck. Yeah. And um, nice. we'll speak to you next month. Cheers. Cheers. Nice Cheers. Cheers. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks for talking to Adam Hinchelwood there, uh, giving his thoughts of the season. Um, always good to talk to him. Um, very fair. Fair um, sum up, I think, of the last five, six weeks, don't you think, guys? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a couple of players that uh, we have uh, signed. Um, I know, Jacko, when we, we, we signed Ode Martin Sorondo, uh, you wanted him on the podcast. We've already had uh, a bit of Spanish flavour to the Red Wheel podcast with Juan Luque as our first one. Um, they've known each other, I think. I don't think they know each other for a long time. They played for Canvey Island together, I think. I, I don't know about I thought you did the research. I did, but I, th- I know they're friends. That's all I know about them. But, you know, Sarondo, I think he's, he's probably the top two signings for me. Oh, he's been fantastic. Like, literally just, he's just dominated in the middle of midfield. When we saw him at that, what was that game we saw? It was one of the last home 
friendlies of the season and uh, you had uh you i think you had no it was the one after that. it was a night game i saw one and uh you had um aaron tell him to calm down because he was so fiery it was against bogner no, well, it was it was gosport borough was it gosport there you go the memory bank over there but he was very fired up but do you think that's because he just wanted to get signed by the club and you know a week later he did and he's been a great addition to the team i think as you say one of the best signings we've had i i compare him a bit with darren darren butt you know, keeps going, keeps going as ever on the pitch. Is he the most te- technical player? I don't think he is, but he doesn't give up and he's everywhere. And, you know, I, I th- you know, he can't, his work rate is high and, and I think it was against Braintree, he came out as captain as well the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's, that's high praise. I, I, I like him. I think his work rate is fantastic. I, I think as fans, we just, we just love to see a player who gives 100% every time he puts a show on, don't we? Yeah. He does give 100%. I mean, he, he's a brilliant signing and, you know, long may continue to be playing for the club, but I think he's only 24, I think he is as well. So he's still quite young for, for the player. So, you know, he's got a good career ahead of him. And the fact that he lives quite far away from Worthing, they, they're willing to travel here. I think that's, that shows commitment as well. Yeah, he's a London boy, so he's come down. But he's come down from London for training tonight and he's sat down with Rebel Yell uh, to speak uh, about his uh, move to Worthing. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Right, I'll try this again this month. Bienvenido a podcast Rebel Yell. See? <laughs> Muchas gracias. Ah, up yours, Luke. Up yours, Luke. Luke took the piss out of me for saying that last month. I'm glad so, yeah, he's, he's he's a bad got it. My Duolingo works. Yeah, he's a bad yeah, 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 there you go. But um, honestly, welcome to the Rebel Yell podcast. Great to have you um, here with us O'Day. So um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from in Spain, anything like that. Yeah, um, I'm from the north of Spain, the Basque country. Uh, Is that the I's and X's language that I Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the oldest language of Europe. Yeah. So as a fact, you yeah. Can, yeah, really weird one, but yeah, I'm from the Basque country, uh, a bit different region from from Spain. It's not sunny, yeah. always raining, cloudy. I've been to San Sebastian once. I think it's, it was sunny one day, and then it was raining the whole week. Correct, week, so you were in San Sebastian, yeah. definitely. Yeah, lovely place. Yeah, I've been there. I'm from the town of Unai Emery, on the oh, Riviera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a really small town. Yeah, about. 15,000 people, no more. So, yeah, all my life playing in there until I made 18th, sorry. I didn't make the pro contract in, in the team I was playing at, which was kind of a League One club in Spain. Um, yeah, and I would just quit football and went to uni. Yeah. So your mission is to be more famous than Unai Emery now for your town, yeah, surely? Uh, You're young enough to do it. You've got yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got time still, but no, no. Like, Unai Emery is a legend. So Worthing FC, um, what brought you here? I mean, I know you've, you've known Juan for a long time. And, um, you know, for us, we were saying that to us in the pre-season, you were one of the standout players, to our opinion, since you've been signed for the club. And we're not just saying this for a podcast. You honestly are. You've made a massive difference. We've really seen that on the pitch and what you've brought to the team. So what was it that brought you to Worthing? Yeah, so as you said, I knew Luca and he was he was a, he was key, we can say on it. But it's true that since last season, when I was playing at Camby, um, we got promoted into the Simeon Prem and we were fighting for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And... Everyone was talking about us and Avery because both of us got promoted on the same season and then both of us were on the playoffs again. Yeah. And I heard that Warden was doing kind of the same thing, but one above us. Yeah. So yeah. they got promoted and straight away they were on the playoffs. And I was like, wow, that's good because the step up from the Premier to the National South is bigger than from the North to the Premier. Yeah. So yeah. I was just curious. And it's true that I started to watch most of the clips uh, in YouTube of the highlights and I was surprised of 
how Odin was playing football because I thought that, okay, this team's going to be probably old school team. Like, Avery was just stay solid at the back, mm. pump the ball long into a big lamp, win the second ball, set pieces. But it was completely the different thing. And I was like, wow, fair play to them. And then, as I said, when Lucas signed, he spoke to me really well about Hinge and the club, how how they were trusting into him after the injury. I had, and I knew the offers Luke had and what the clubs were telling him. And I know Luca for years, so if he was choosing more than was for a reason. And I just said to him, give me a trial over there. Yeah. I, I want to play for and that here team. you are. And here you are. And here I am. <laughs> I, 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 I said earlier on, I think you're in the top two of signings for me this summer. Yeah. Definitely. I think, you know, you bring something to the club. And we talked about your work, right? I just, you know, think you're a fantastic player. Yeah, look, since first day I said to Inch, like, what I can promise you is that I will leave everything in every training session. And I know that as a trialist, when you come to a club like that, it's not the same as if you were signed. So I had to give that extra percent since day one. Um, yeah, it paid off. So it's what I do, just work hard. And, and I love it what it says for Worthing style of football. We've yeah. had two Spanish players and the way Spanish teams and players play. Yeah, 100%. Come to us because of the, the way we play football. 100%. Like, when you play in Spain, most of the teams try to play like this. I mean, not exactly like this. I mean, the, the style in football is really brave and what Hinge does, I really love it. But it's true that this style in football is more similar to Spanish one than the English football I've met in non-league. And at the end of the day, you play football because you enjoy having the ball in your feet. And it's, it's basics. Yeah. I mean, we got in love with this sport because when we were playing on the park or in the beach, we had the ball in our feet. Mm. We're not just playing 50 yards ball into our heads. No, yeah. we're yeah. playing football. So when you play this style in football, you enjoy it. Yeah. And if you win, even more. So. Yeah. And one of the things we've always said about Worthing, I'm sure you've heard about it, is that the, there's a big team camaraderie. You know, everyone is like one team. It's no sort of people that are better than others. And it, it's a real good bond. Have you found you fitted in quite well? Because we've had a few changes this summer from the teams that got us up from the Isthmian Prem, but we still got a good core of the players that brought us up. Mm-hmm. And have you found yourself settling in quite well? Yeah, 100%. And I said this the day I signed on the interview, and and I'm really convinced that... If I sign, then if I perform in the way I did, is because how the lads welcomed me since the first day. Uh, I felt part of the team since day one, even if I was a trialist. Mm-hmm. There's no bad egg. There's no egos. Like everyone is going in the same direction. Everyone is really kind. Like there's good atmo- atmosphere. It's not just the team, uh, the players, mm-hmm. like the staff, everyone related to all the NFC. Like, honestly, it's a really familiar club. And for someone that comes from the outside, and let's be honest, like, for Luca and myself, for example, we're in this country because of the football. So the football club for us is kind of our family. Yeah, like, we, we like to feel good and safe at the same time. And, yeah, here we found it 100%. We've definitely settled in well for yeah. we've seen, you oh, know. It is a big work in the family as well. Yeah. Players, staff, fans, everybody. Both women's, men's team, everything. Yeah. So you settled in quite nicely from what we can see from the sidelines. What are your expectations of the season? Winning I mean, the league. 
Yeah, well, there we go. You're, Bold statement. You want to say, you want and to he's, not, he's not even smiling. He means he's looking me right in no, the eyes. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. think about it before you answer no, the question. Saying, no. no, but that's, <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, the, you know, that's what we I mean, like to I mean, I think that if we'd done the league, we should be the So what you've seen so far, you think, you know, we're probably one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, just not, not because of the quality of the players we've got, which is amazing. I mean, we've got really good players. Is the way we play, the way we want to dominate, uh, how demanding the staff is with us and how demanding we are with ourselves. Okay, it's true that is the second season of Worthing in this league. Yeah. Uh, but let's be ambitious. I yeah. mean, when they ask me about Torquay away, how you expect about this game, da 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 da, they come from the football league, they're a big club. I said it, we respect it, but we don't have nothing to fear. Yeah. We weren't there, we won 3 0 when yeah. we could score six or seven goals. So. It's down to us. It's down to us. I think that if we perform, if we do what we have to do, we're winning the league. Yeah. Uh, that's the most difficult thing, being consistent, uh, have determination, and you have to win the games you're going away to Slough and yeah. these kind of games that they tough. And obviously at home, we have to start taking yeah. over. Yeah. Like we, we, we have to start picking up the three 100%. points every time we play a hundred percent. Well, it's a good thing to hear from you saying that. Um, just before we let you go, we always ask every player that's on this podcast, uh, tell us an interesting fact about yourself. An interesting fact. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we told him before training, didn't we? So he's had all the training to think about it. Wow. Something. It could be anything interesting, like yeah, met someone, famous, done something in your life. Okay, look. Yeah, look, I've got one. Uh, what's in England? Uh, I heard that the fan base in England of of the non-league was massive, and that the fans they they were really onto players. Yeah, so the first season I signed for Hybrid Swifts, uh, step four, yeah. small town in Essex. Yeah. Uh, I was in my first week living over there. Yeah. I was wearing the tracksuit of the club because I was just going to the shop. So suddenly a woman stops me. She's like, excuse me, can I have a picture with you? And I'm like, oh, you, yeah, of course. And inside of myself, I was thinking like, wow, I've just signed. And a woman is asking me a picture. Like, I was feeling so high, you know, like, wow, I'm a footballer here. And they're asking me for a picture. So she gets a picture and she was like, oh, thank you very much. Then she turns around and she goes, you look like Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, <laughs> and I ask her, that's why you're asking me the picture for and she goes, yeah, why oh, not? There we go, there we <laughs> go. Like, All right, no, leave it. Wrong, wrong town. You should have well, been in Wrexham. There we yeah, go. You yeah, been there. yeah, yeah. They famously hanged around Haybridge. Yeah, exactly. You know, the famous Essex <laughs> resident himself. But yeah. Oh, Dave, thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thank you. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thanks to O'Day there for sitting down with us uh, and chatting to us about his uh, move to Worthing, why he came to the club, a little bit about him and an interesting fact. Hey, guys. We like an Very interesting, interesting fact here, yeah. Don't we like an interesting fact? Um, talk about other signings as well. One that completely came out of nowhere. A little teaser tweet came out about an hour before it came with uh, a dollar bill and a man on Twitter. And uh, there have been rumours at the weekend, hadn't there, of uh, him, this player, signing for us. And for those that remember, pre-season 21, the season we won the league the following season, this little player came from nowhere and uh, absolutely outstanded all of us, didn't he, throughout pre-season. That guy's Danny Cashman. We finally got him after all that time because there was time around there. We thought he was going to sign for us, didn't he? And then Coventry came in and signed him. He was never going to sign for us. And I was a bit annoyed at the time because I thought he's stopping another player. Although he was brilliant, he was stopping another player getting the minutes and getting the fitness. (laughs) No, he was was here in the shop window for a move. But as we know, we spoke to Adam like in that in the post-season episode and everything like that afterwards, um, we said about Adam likes to make sort of relationships and build relationships with players. And that's exactly what he's done. He said, he said to us, I don't know if it was on air or off air, you have to go back and listen, but um, he definitely said, I remember that, um, you know, he's, he's got him in the shop window at Worthing, you know, we kept in touch, he'll keep in touch with him as a player and you never know the opportunity may come in the future that he wants to play for us. Yeah, but Adam's also coached him as a young lad yes of course as well so he's kept but you know but again Peter it's two years ago he could have just completely you know forgot about him but he said he's kept in touch you know he knew he was having some struggles at Coventry and you know the opportunities come but didn't he go out alone as well to a National League club he's been to Altrincham he's been to uh, where else has he been he's been to Altrincham he's been to Walsall and Rochdale Rochdale, Rochdale was his all, first one. Walsall, all, all the glamorous places. Yeah, lovely, lovely places. Uh, yeah, but he's, word, not from, he's not even from up north, so that must have been a struggle as well to settle. He's like a southern boy, and he's been at clubs north of sort of London for his whole professional career as such. But when his signing got announced, I saw a few on on the before mentioned websites, the banter leaks, and you know, saying that oh, he's a good player, but never really show for us. And as to come back to what I keep saying, some players work play really well in a certain team with a certain manager. And, and a certain style. And a certain style. And that, that suits their play. And I think, you know, I can think of one of them already who, who left Worthing. But, you know, I think it, it might suit him down here. And he's got a personal relationship with Adam. Adam trusts him. You know, I think it's a brilliant signing for the club. Yeah, well, I was like a kid in a sweet shop that night. Could we be like, uh, could we be looking at the uh, next Jasper pattern and you know sort of build him up through the club, get his confidence up, and you see him rising through the yeah, leagues? I think I think that's what it's about. Um, get, getting his getting his confidence up, getting his fitness up, um, and then I'll, I think we'll see we'll see the best of him, and hopefully we have him for the rest of this season. Now when he comes in in like January or whatever and <laughs> grabs him away for a big contract. Because I, I was, well, I, I don't think he will. Because he said he's no, not even up to I'm just worried about because yeah, yeah. you've got Crawley up the road, haven't you? Um, yeah, but who wants to go there? Yeah, there? I know. I know. At the but it's, it's it's a higher level, isn't it? So didn't he didn't he play for Crawley youth? Like has he been? I'm not sure. Show? I've got a feeling yeah. it might have been. You may be past time ago, but you would have thought that if you know that if that was going to happen, they could have done him as an off season, you know, as a free agent. But you know, 
he's here now. Yeah, I think that's all yeah. we've got to dwell on at the moment. Is is here now? There's no point speculating. Yeah. Football's a funny old game, and I think it, people that saw him against Littlehampton the other night said he's best player on the pitch by far. So mm. you know he's he's got to get up to that match fitness because he's been playing with the twenty ones and training with the un, under twenty ones and stuff, which hasn't done good for his game. Exactly, it's not the same as a man's game. I, I think he should just enjoy it as long as he's at the club. Exactly, you just, know, just enjoy his time here, get himself fit, get yeah. himself back to his best, and the little bits I've seen of him, you know, this season so far, it's the little glimpses are there. He's a good player. He, you know, he's, he's got quality. He's going to be important for us, I reckon. Oh yeah, big time. And, and even if he does move on, that means he would have done brilliantly in the time he was here to be able to move on to people coming in for him. So he's, he would have done us a job. That could be one of those signings that you look back at the end of the season that could have got us the promotion. You know, you never know. That could be the quality of signing that gets us those promotions. But I don't. I hate being Adam at the moment because the quality of players yeah. we've got making a decision who is going to play every week. You know, it it's hard. That's it's, the thing. If if we all sat in a, a room, different, separate, and wrote our team out now, all of us would have a different first eleven. Yeah, it, 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 I've, I've kept this secret up to now, but I may have seen Hinch in his office on a Friday evening, throwing throwing darts at a dartboard with names on it. Why <laughs> 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 not we get we were. He start that rumor. He's going to start that. Start that rumor. Start that rumor. Um, Anyway, let's sit down with Danny Cashman and talk to him. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Right, it's about two years too late, or hmm. no, two years too late, or two years, what is that the right word? Two years in, in the making. Two years yeah. in the making. In the making, but finally, Danny Cashman is on the Rebel Yell Podcast. Danny, welcome back. Um, you weren't even really here in the first place, but yeah. for those people that know, you were kind of here pre-season yeah, 2021. A trialist was here. Before. A trialist, yeah, that was yeah, a trialist. But you could have had a medal, mate. You could have had a medal, you know, but you're back now you want to get another medal, which is a yeah. higher level. But yeah, yeah. welcome back. Um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind two years for you, I have to say, put it lightly. Yeah, I mean, obviously I came here, like you said, two years ago, pre-season. Um, it was purely just to get some fitness, really. And then... Uh, I just, I, to be honest, I just loved it. To be honest, I didn't, I, I didn't not enjoy one minute. Well, you were a tease because although we knew you probably were going on to bigger and better things, you did kind of say, "You never know, you never know." Yeah, and well, I, I mean, in football, you do never yeah. know, and you know, the Coventry thing took longer than I thought it would. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm grateful for Hinch for for that time because obviously, if I was doing nothing, then I probably would have been in a, in a not as good shape going into to my first loan. So. You know, I, I hold my, my hands up to Hinch and, and, and thank him for that. And ever since, really, he's just kind of been on to me about, you know, if there was a, a chance he could get me in that, um, he wanted me back. And obviously the team's done so well since then. Um, and I enjoy my time here. And uh, along with the boys, so it kind of just made made sense, yeah. you know. Well, we we have spoken to, we, a lot of the, we often speak to Hinch off the air, you know, and we speak to him and he doesn't, you know, he tells us things that we obviously don't broadcast and he did say that he's been in touch. We've always asked about you and said, and he said, you never know. He was before we were recording the last podcast. Guys, I think it was the first podcast yeah. of the season. He, he, we had an off the air talk and he mentioned you. And you know that he's been texting you because I'm sure you don't mind talking about. Obviously, we don't go to details, but it didn't work out for you at commentary, no. did it? And you know, you know, in hindsight, you know, maybe it wasn't the best move around. You know, you were loaned out to Rochdale, Walsall, and Altrincham. Yeah. Um, what was the experience like? If you don't mind talking about it, like you also, you signed for Coventry under 21s, weren't you? So you no, were, no, so I actually signed for the first. Okay, um, but the plan was to go out on loan that first year to Rochdale and then fight for. Uh, a situation in the first team, whether that, but you know, just training um, 
or let for them to, to get a run of games, you know, in the cup or or whatnot. Um, but it, it didn't work out, and I, you know, I I've been thinking whether to say things or not, and you know, I think longer term it's probably not the right time in terms yeah, of, no, of now. Course. I think I think that conversation is probably for like a few years down the line when I when I'm. Can we have the exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to try, haven't I? Maybe if you can get a, you could be the first one, maybe. Yeah, but. Um, I'll be going to bed at some point tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tati. All right, mate. He wants to go to his bed. Yeah, um, but it wasn't. It was. It just. It just wasn't a move that works, and you know these things happen in football. Um, but, but unfortunately, it didn't work. But if you don't do it, you live. You, you get all these things. What if I did? No, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it was a, a stressful two years, and uh, unenjoyable would be yeah. the, the the biggest <clears throat> thing I would say. Yeah. But then to come to Worthing, where you know. You wanted the yeah. manager really wants you backing you. Yeah, that that that's that must be really good for you, like personally the, as yeah, well yeah. as professionally. Probably the biggest thing that hit like that, and obviously Hinch himself, you know, was probably the biggest yeah. reason I, I came back. But didn't you say in your first interview that you want to get back that feeling that you had two years ago playing for Worthy yeah. because you missed that for two years, yeah. and then you know your career is very short yeah. as, a, as a footballer. Two years is a long time to be not happy no, with yeah. in the, in a job. So, yeah, it's, like you said, I mean, I, I'm not one to boast my own boat, but, you know, I take my hat off to myself to, to get him through that, to be honest, because obviously I lived away from family, friends. Um, was it quite tough being up north as well? Yeah, it, it was because I had a lot of personal issues that just kind of affected a lot of things and I couldn't I couldn't give myself that time to to come back, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I wasn't able to do that, so it was quite hard to... To put my head around that, that was the hardest part. Just ignore Stu. He's just jealous he's not asked to be on the podcast yeah, no, anymore. You know, he, he misses it so he's, much. He's still, he got my kit, he's still got my kit wrong, but, you know. Yeah. Well, so, so, Stu and Tati have just walked in and are just sat there, like, stuck on water from the Muppets. Oh, to, to be honest, that's quite that's quite a loving view Stu's looking at, Danny. Yeah. They, they look like two fanboys. Yeah, I think so. Mate, you've got a fan club here. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean, Danny? He's come back. He's first One of them's walking home after this, I think. Yeah. So. Oh, well, you've got the keys to the yeah, car. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, you better be cheeky then. Yeah. Um, so, you, you've known Hinch for quite a while, haven't you? Since Brighton, is it right? Yeah, yeah. Set up? yeah. So, so I guess, as you said, he's kept in touch um, over the years. So, was it kind of a no-brainer when, you know, you knew we were getting out of commentary? Did you have offers from other places and stuff? But to be honest, right. I didn't have that many. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why I can blame myself in a way yeah. for, for some of my loans. You know, that's part of my fault. But um, yeah. it wasn't just that, you know, the club are, you know, top of the league. Um, flying, playing well. Obviously, I know yeah. the boys. I know. I know how Hinch wanted to play and wants to play. So, a load of things were just. There's a lot of positives. Do you know what I mean about coming to Worth? And you know, obviously, there were some some negatives that, obviously, being at full time clubs and and that sort of thing that came into play. But yeah. you know. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I wouldn't change change yeah. my decision. Well, everyone was buzzing. I mean, that day the tweet came out of uh, it was uh, like a dollar bill and then a man next to it, and you started tongues wagging, going, "Oh God, it can't be, can it?" And it was, you know, that was amazing because it's, it's literally the signing we've all wanted for the last two years. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, you've got a fan base already. Um, <laughs> he's just, as I said, it's just, he just wants, just, yeah. dude, do you want the mic? No, no, it's all right. No, 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 it's fine. You know, he has to, he, he just, you know what I mean, you know. Um, so you, you've had a taste of National League football with um, Rochdale Wolves, uh, well, what, Rochdale well, and Altrincham. Well, no, well, just Altrincham. Altrincham, um, yeah. So yeah. what was that like for you? Um, Quite tough and physical, I can yeah, imagine. Yeah, it was more of a challenge than I thought. I thought it wouldn't be 
uh, to be honest, the, the difference between National League and League Two is probably the the fans and and the grounds are just quite quite a big difference. You know, yeah. obviously League Two, you've obviously got some massive clubs in there that that can get ten thousand a game, and yeah, I mean Bradford get like eighteen thousand a game. So, yeah, that's crazy. You know, isn't it? Then you can go to like a no disrespect, like a Wheelstone where you know obviously the the ground yeah. isn't known for being a, a just nice the radar. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a bit of a yeah. it's just a massive leap, and that was yeah. The challenge, um, and to be honest, you get a lot of ex-footballers that are now in the national league yeah. that are experienced and just kind of come to the end. So they they bring that sort of. We've kind of said it's almost a bit like a league three at times, isn't yeah. it? You know, you've got yeah. like a lot of clubs that were good, like well, they've gone well, down. You see, we're, we're playing Blooming Torquay and yeah. Yeovil, aren't we? Yeah. This if, you watch, if you watch national league games on TV, I'd yeah. say they're a higher standard than most of the league two games I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, last year anyway. I mean, like you had the Wrexham's. I, I played against Wrexham last year, and that was. You can just tell them and Notts County were just yeah. miles miles ahead from from anyone else, but that was financially as well. So there's still that massive gap financially yeah. between teams that can have edges on on other teams. Yeah, so it must have put you in good stead to expect what sort of national south. I know you said national, but you could have expected what what was to come really. Yeah, but I think it was also knowing that I'm coming into a team that's probably going to have more of the ball. Yeah, rather than a team that's not going to yeah. have the ball, which has been quite a bit of a difference or a change to yeah. where I've been in previous years. Yeah. I've been at teams where we haven't had a lot of the ball and we're kind yeah. of looking for the counters and mm. rather than now being in the team where yeah. you know we're dominating possession and having the ball it's it's just more enjoyable to play in yeah 100% so you've settled in quite nicely you feel like you know does it, does it feel like you almost haven't been away at some some respect yeah, just a few I'm, different faces around yeah, the place yeah I mean it feels pretty similar to, to when I was here like two years yeah. ago um, yeah. the only difference I, I feel a bit, a bit like I'm on holiday still yeah. because I said I'd come back to Crawley or to Worthing whatever um, when I'd leave to go on summer yeah. so that I need to get out of that sort of feeling um, yeah. to, to feel like it's more of a full time sort of yeah please do because when you turn it on the pitch you're, just like, <laughs> mate, you're unstoppable mate yeah. so yeah um See, look, do you see what I mean like yeah. it's just it's do, really, do you really want the see. microphone like seriously we'll give you your own little segment I think we should do every podcast with a live audience now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Keith, Keith's asked for ideas for like getting events on in the uh, club, hasn't he? Um, Danny, um, what are your expectations of the season? Obviously, we know O'Day's already said one thing. Is yeah, yours a similar line? No, yeah, I think it's the same. I think. What is that, in case anyone wasn't listening to him? I think it's to get promoted. You know there we go, he said it, it as well. Yeah, I, there think, we go. I don't want to be in a team where, you know, we're not... Pushing. Um, yeah, or just having, you know, yeah. a challenge to look forward to, you know, rather than kind of, like I said, me being you some battling relegation normally yeah. to change that to going up a league and seeing them sort of scenes and, yeah. and knowing where the club can probably be yeah. I think you know at the moment we're, we're, we're I think with the squad we have to be honest and yeah. you know the way playing it if people can go up to that national league level which we know some people might not be able to because yeah. of commitments but if we kept the core of the players I think you'd do really well in the national league as well no I um, think we've got a strong strong yeah. team I think we're I think I think teams respect us as well I think in yeah. terms of how well, we play and the yeah. way we play. Things. It's not a no longer a surprise that Worthing are here, sort of thing like yeah, that, yeah. is it? Well, I think that was a big thing last year. You know, we came up to this level and we shocked a lot yeah. of teams. They weren't expecting us not to do as well as we did, but the style of football yeah. and the way we play football, and I think we shocked a lot of people when we came up last year. Well, we said earlier on, it's the Avely effect, isn't it? What Avely did as well. Avely yeah. came up and they shocked a few people, and that's it. I think that's the thing with lower league football. Anyway, you can't look at it from a long-term sort of thing. You don't know who's going to win and you, like that sort of thing happens a lot. Um, yeah. Especially League 2, League 1, you can't predict who's going to win the league. Anyone can. No, and, that, and that's quite a, a nice thing to think rather than, you know, like the Premier League, you, you know City are going to be up there every yeah. year. That gets a bit boring. Do you know what I mean? 
He's just disruptive, isn't he? He's literally childish, isn't he? He's, uh, he's so immature. Let me run into the guy and sort my kit out because I've, uh, I've asked for a small top. So. Disgusting, isn't it? Anyway, Stu, just for fun. Cam can't do anything anymore now. Your, your little wingman's gone now, mate. What are you going to do? Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, um, last but not least, uh, you heard it before. What's your interesting fact? Then I'll ask Tarty first. Well, he's got his. He'll come on another podcast. Yeah. He can. He's got a month to think about it. An interesting fact. I'll get you and Stu as a like, double team there. You know that's wrong. <laughs> Bill, no, and Bill and Ben. <laughs> Dumb and dumber. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure, Smith. I mean, apart from you've got to think of something. Someone you met. Someone. Something you've done. You know. Like yeah, we've had. Uh, no, I've got. I've got quite a good one. To be fair. Oh, right, go on. Then. I've played with. Quite a few good footballers that have done well for themselves. Jack Grealish, have we had a hair off? Yeah, well, it's <laughs> an interesting fact. I look like him, to be fair. But well, that was the chant that was going around. We've got our own Jack Grealish. I think it was like, was it? yeah, it was that when I you're on. Like, yeah, we didn't stay around, mate. So you know, you would have heard if you'd stayed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Your fault. But yeah, um, it's. I was going to say Jack there, Danny. It's been, <laughs> Danny. It's been great to talk to you. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season, and we look forward to seeing what you can do with the team, and hopefully push us up to promotion. Thank you. Appreciate Thank that. you, mate. Cheers. Cheers. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Great to hear from Danny Cashman. Um, guys, moving on to uh, the women's team. Um, I'd say another good start to the season. We, we beat Portishead in the Cup 3-0. Um, in the league, we've had two wins, one loss. a 5-1 win against Chesham. A 2-0 win against Hayward's Heath. And our first loss, um, sort of, Spencer, you were there on Sunday. Was it, was yeah. it a disappointing loss against London Seawood? It, 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 was, it was a loss against a much, much better yeah. opposition, to be honest. Just all round. It, 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 it was... It was a, you think oh, so? He's discreet. Oh, yeah, I thought so. It's a great thing about podcasts. It was, Different it was, opinion. I, I thought they were a much sterner test than the, the I, teams we'd faced up till now. But was, it was think, more of a show of the level that we've gone up to. I didn't think they were a better team. I I thought they had a bit more luck than us. You know, the 50-50 balls, if it goes your way, they had more of that. Um, and I think we missed a chance at nil-nil to mm. score. But, and then at when we one nil down with a massive chance, yeah. And then, but I didn't think we're that much. I think we only had two or three chances though, didn't we? They pretty limited us considering we we normally create a lot of chances. We had a lot of chances going in the in the balls in the box, but we didn't we didn't create them. We didn't make them. After, yeah. And I didn't think they were the better team. I think it was just again a, a brain tree day. There we go. Look, different views. Like, it's it's like, about, that's a great thing, opinions. though. Yeah, but it is a good thing. You've seen a completely different... You both watched the game and you've seen a completely different side of things. You had your own different opinion. Spencer, why well, do you... Well, I was there well, as well. well. Pete, so, yeah, but, <laughs> right, okay, three of you. So this, what do you... What this do, what this do, is going you, on right, in the car so park after What, what do you well. think then, Pete? What do you think? What do you think it was um, an off day or do you think London Sea were 10 times better like Spencer says? Or no, you know what I mean? A much better team? I'm with Jack. I think we dominated the game. There we go. You're outnumbered, Spencer. I thought... We we had trouble breaking them down. Yeah. Um, you know, we couldn't break them down and make the, as many opportunities as we would have liked. But, yeah, I don't think they were superior to us as such, but you could see they were probably, I would say, more clinical than we were. Um, and apart, so that's something that the team have got to learn from, from Sunday. Um, but apart from that, um, the home games that I've been at, I think we've... we've We've played all right. We've started really well and, and scored goals. Spencer, why, so just go ahead. Why do you think they were a much better team than what was it you saw in that game? Um, they, they, they. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> no, they, they took their they took their chances, and as I say, I thought they 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 fairly limited us to to the game that we we normally play. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, but I think the first goal, that was almost like a shock that it went in for them. I didn't expect it at all. It was unexpected. Well, it was a mistake. It was, it a, was mistake. a mistake as well. Yeah. 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 And we just, it's one of those days, I think. You know, we couldn't create the chances and, it, you know, whatever we did, while we normally score, you know, really get, it's just one of these days, I think. That's yeah. what I put it down but, but But on the positive, you know, the performances, um, you know, performance against Chesham in the home game before that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm moving it on us because just talk about the same thing all night and just go round and round and round. You liked it when Pete wasn't here before, didn't you? <laughs> He's a rebel, isn't he? Legitimately, um, literally. No, but you know the performance against Chesham was was absolutely, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And um, walking past their team, who decided to do their post-match chat on the pitch afterwards, there was a, some very interesting discussions going on amongst language the Chesham players. You were language and content, yeah, amongst. You know, what, like, about the game or yeah, about, yeah, about the game and, and about where, where they where they are as a team yeah. and where they think they should be and where we are. Um, and I think it was one of those where they turned up and thought, oh, we've got quite a nice, easy game here, and we've taught them a lesson. It was a big, big, big shock to them. Um, I mean, a testament to John and the team because, like, you know, obviously a new league, the highest the women's team have ever played, and obviously he's getting the signings in and everything like that, and to be able to sort of go and you know, have such a strong start to a new league is mm. fantastic for the women. Yeah, and it's not even just the, the the play, which is brilliant. You know, the expansive play, you know, as I've said before, create, create so many chances, taking like, taking a lot of those chances as well. Um, the, the fitness on that, because it, it was a really, really hot day. Um, and our fitness levels were superb through to the end of the game. Whereas there were two or three of the Chesham players were absolutely blowing after about an hour and really struggling. Yeah. And you do notice in the heat, it does, you see how the players do struggle, but like that was really, really hot that day, wasn't it? It was, it was really hot. And the, the difference in, you know, the levels of fitness between the two teams really showed. Yeah. So a testament to John Kelly for the training they've done with the team and the other coaches and stuff. So fantastic. So one of the signings that has been fantastic for us is Sammy Quayle. She's come from Portsmouth, uh, come along with Danielle Rowe, um, has played with uh, John before at Lewis and knows John. But we sat down with her and discussed her reasons for the move behind uh, Worthing and her expectation of seasons. And another interesting fact that we all like. The Rebel Yell Podcast. So we're joined by Sammy Quayle. Welcome to the Rebel Yell Podcast. And from what we understand, Talk of Air, this is your first ever podcast media debut. So it's a pleasure, guys, isn't it? That's oh, absolutely a pleasure to have you. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Thank you. It's welcome. a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So welcome to Worthing. And um, how's how's season gone so far? How are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's really good. Like really good. Um, obviously, we got promoted last year, so we've started off pretty strong. Um, we've won two and lost one. Um, so I can't really complain, to be honest. We're doing, we're doing all right. <laughs> you don't, you, no, 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 it's straight in, talking about the team and everything. You know, you, you've not started off too badly yourself, have you? No, but I, I could do about my team. I'm not, I'm not one to just talk about myself. But so we're talking about you. We're focusing, you like, we're me, focusing on you on this podcast now, but. I'll try. Yeah. Um, no. I've done okay. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about myself. <laughs> Spencer, how has she done then? Well, starting off with a hat-trick and oh, in yeah, the League that Cup, was fun. that's a nice start. And then, yeah, that was fun. Then um, uh, you think you got one against Chesham as well, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. It was, Yeah, it's been a good start, I can't really complain. Um, it was good to get the hat-trick, I think that was quite good for my confidence to start the season. Obviously, it's quite good to have a striker with a bit of confidence. Mm. Um, so... Goal scoring wise, I'm, I guess I'm not doing too bad. Hopefully, I can keep it going, but 
hopefully the girls can put it on a plate for me and I can just keep there tapping. you go that's it um <laughs> one thing I noticed when I did a bit of research you've represented Wales at international level uh what was that like is I, I don't I think it might be the first international women's player we've had on the podcast I think I'm not I might be wrong but I don't think many of the other players have so that's a first for us as well so what so what how how was that how did that come about and you know was it a surprise and you know what an honor to represent your country yeah it was honestly it was absolutely amazing um I'd go back in a heartbeat if I could um it was the the best things the best things I've done to be honest and the best times I've had um I went on so I represented 17s 19s and I went on uh, quite a few senior camps and got my first first full international cap um so yeah, it was really cool. Um, I I kind of grew up and I went through like the Bristol Academy setup. Um, so I was surrounded every day by like unbelievable players like your Sophie Ingalls, your Jess Fishlocks. Um, so for me, um, I speak a lot to young people and young girls, and they've always say how it's really difficult to find a role model. Whereas I was really privileged and lucky where I was always surrounded by role models. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's it's funny because. I grew up on the same street as someone else who was playing the same age as me, who was playing for Wales. Um, and then a couple of streets above us, someone else was playing for Wales. So like around me. So the right little hotbed of uh, talent for Wales football yeah, there. Yeah, it was just, a, I was just surrounded by Welsh international players. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing because I could also play with my friends. So it was really good. I was so, I was so pleased and I'll always be proud of that. Yeah, no, it's always an amazing achievement. It is, so no matter what you do in your career to represent your country, it's unbelievable. Uh, you don't have the strongest Welsh accent. Oh, so, no. are you, so have you, are you half Welsh, fully Welsh, or have you just lost a bit of the accent? Um, well, my dad's actually English, um, yeah. but I was born and bred in Wales. My yeah. mum's Welsh. Um, I grew up in Wales, but as I said, I went through the Bristol Academy yeah. setup. So I kind of left home quite early. Yeah. And I still say things like, I'm over year or come year. She's got a little twang. Yeah, you've definitely got a little twang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you said early, then, when you said early. Yeah, early, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Tough, yeah, yeah. I say tough place or yeah. tough brush. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, some some come <laughs> out. I always say lush, yeah, mega and lush and kutch, not cuddle. Yeah, you go um, for a kutch, that's it. That's yeah. the Welsh term. But, yeah, my accent is... I met someone today, actually, from Carmarthen, and his accent was so strong, but he's been here for... 30 years and I was like how have you how has your accent stuck and mine's gone but I don't know I'm, I'm trying to get did you, that but. did you get a, I'm surprised is that why you're speaking a little bit of twi- Welsh twang now if you might no it's not it's because you embarrassing her, poor girl. Um, so you've had you've had quite a very creative place from really good clubs your last club I understand was Portsmouth before you came yeah, in so you knew um, Danielle and all that lot there so yeah um, and you've played for Lewis before so I guess that's where the John connection comes from all right yeah John actually um signed me well I, I played for Portsmouth for a couple of seasons and then John signed me for Lewis from Portsmouth mm-hmm. um so I played under him with his spell at Lewis um and yeah I think I've always got along with John like we kind of just clicked we were like we just got along really well together um so I have like the utmost respect for that guy and as soon as he kind of showed a bit of interest back in me when I was at Portsmouth I was like okay yeah I'm gonna give my time to you I, I think there's a bit of a common theme with, with, with everybody in your team Everybody lost John, and they all come back, and they all come to Worthing because of John. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think we are, as a club are very lucky, but I think it's a fantastic thing. Yeah, don't tell him that, because he'll just get all cocky. Oh, he knows about it already. <laughs> yeah, he knows, he knows about it already. He secretly said that he doesn't know about it, but, you know, he's like, this tick, tick, tick. But, but every player we, we talk about, they all speak so highly of John. Yeah, and honestly, he's unreal. Like, he's, like, he's just got so much... 
I can't even think of the word. Like his detail is just spot on. He's he's such a good coach. And I say to the youngsters, oh, he's literally walking past us now, so don't oh, talk too yeah, loud. Here we go. Here we go. This is this is always he always comes in about this time when we're talking about. Oh, John. I wonder yeah. why. Yeah. 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 This is a yeah. It's, it's, it's a burning, literally burning. <laughs> No, but I, I always say to the youngsters, like, make sure you, like, you get you listen to him. You go, get If he offers you for one-to-one, do it, because he's, like, detail is unbelievable. And like, I learned so much from him. So I've always got that respect. So one of my questions was, why Worthing? Was that mainly one of the questions, that one of the yeah, answers, I'm, I'm basically? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I spoke to him, well, I've always spoke to him since Lewis time. So we've always been in contact. And, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say no to him. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> there we go. No, but that's a great no, but that shows why maybe the team is so good on the pitch. I mean, as I said, you've got two wins, one one loss, and you're in the round of the cup as well. You fall to the proper round of the cup as well. And for a new league and a new season. Yeah. And quite a lot of new players as well. You know, he seems to have kept that morale. It's like we say it about both men's and women's teams here. They the common denominator seems to be the coach and they want to play for the coach. And it's no longer please come to Worthing. It's like, oh, can I come to Worthing now? Yeah, Rather yeah. than like John or Hinch going out and begging players to come. So it's yeah. a testament to you girls on the pitch and the coaching team. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 embedded quite a good morale and, and a good atmosphere and a good environment. So all the values are there, so yeah, got to be a part of it, really. Yeah, fantastic. Um, expectations for the season? I mean, obviously, you're going to want to get promotion. That's obviously <laughs> what the goal is to be. But realistic expectations? I mean, got off to fly and start. What do you, what do you expect throughout the season? I think a lot of people talk to us about um, like a double promotion. People are getting excited, but obviously, like we've got some players who have never played in this league before. So, I think realistically, we we do want to obviously go for it, but I think realistically we're looking for hopefully like maybe top four. I cement think, yourself personally. in the league sort of thing. Yeah, like, like cement our place and then just keep on building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. It's When you get promoted, it's difficult. Obviously, yeah, you kind of have a little bit of a target on your back and people are like, oh, you're not welcome in this league kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I think we've just got to take each game as it comes and just try and, like I said, cement ourselves in this league, um, show everyone that we deserve to be here and just push on from there. Okay. I think we'll take two promotions in three years, then we'll do. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, we'd love it, and obviously, we will fight for it, and we will work for it, and we'll work tirelessly for it. But realistically, we're just hoping. What about a little cup run? Would you like a little cup run? I'd love a little cup run. We've got a good draw. We've got London Bees, so that's a big test, isn't it? At the Hive as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because what they one league or two leagues above? One one league, one league above. So. It's a good test. You know, yeah. the girls played, what was it, MK Dons last season, which were in the same league as the Bees, weren't they? And that was, they played very well and, you know, very unlucky. And, you know, to have another test at the level, which is the level you want to be at, mm-hmm. must be quite good for yeah. sort of an early testing point. Yeah, it will be, it will be a good, t- it will be a good and tough game. Um, but I'll back us. I think, I think, I think we can do it. So hopefully mm-hmm. we do get a good cut on. There we go. There we go, guys. Pete? Um, you mentioned your international yep. cap. Who is it against? We forgot to ask you. Um, it was actually against Scotland. Did you oh. win? Did you win? Um, I think it was a draw in the end. Oh, but, well, yeah, I hope they didn't boo your national anthem like they booed ours last night. And we, uh, and we showed no. them that, like, you know. I don't think it's keeping to women's no, football yet. No, no, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, me yeah. and that guild that I was talking about that like, on the same street, we made our international debuts at the same time. That's um, special. Um, That's pretty, and then she was my captain at Lewis, so... Yeah. Have you got your shirt framed and like, you know, do they still give caps as well? Yeah, we still get the physical caps. Um, That's at my mum and dad's house. Um, It's all framed, gone up the stairs. Brilliant. He loves it. Fantastic. No, it's what a proud, proud moment. Um, and we did warn you before, while well, we end up uh, end every interview with an interesting oh, wow. fact about you. So, well, uh, being a Welsh international is an interesting fact, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. no, 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 oh, don't, don't, don't let her off. Don't let her off, guys. 
Oh my gosh! Can I? Because then, Dan- then Danielle will be like kicking off, won't she? Saying like, "Well, you didn't let me off." Can you? Can I have an example of uh, like? Well, well something. Last, last have, you, have you met? What well, was it? Um, Emma, 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 like had a like liver removed or no, something. No, a kidney, no, no, kidney, no. kidney removed. He's playing football. Did you know about that? No, I didn't. Did you know now? <laughs> What's this about you and a kidney? Yeah. She got a really bad tackle and she had to have her kidney removed. Wow, that's quite intense. Yeah, that's hardcore, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so I don't think you beat that. But it's not. But someone famous, something, anything. But what about yourself and your personal, like your personal, your work life? You know, something. Party trip. Party. <laughs> yeah, met somebody famous, been somewhere really interesting. No. Went to Wales. Wales and England. Um, no, uh, to be fair, I'm not really. She knows how to make Welsh cakes. Maybe. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Well, I think everyone does in the Wales. So now I think. I don't know. I work a lot. I work with children, so I do. I work within football, so I meet a lot of footballers. I see a lot of footballers around. Um, I got represented my international cap in a ceremony with Gareth Bale and Ashley Williams. There you go. There you go. That's it. But I also eat the skin of a kiwi fruit, and I feel like that's more interesting. You eat the skin of a kiwi fruit. Yeah, you like, just eat it for. That's like apple. more my kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kiwi yes. fruit. Eating the skin of a kiwi fruit. The bit you don't eat. Do you eat the skin of a kiwi fruit? No, who does? <laughs> Me. Does. Try it. So, 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 It'll change your life. Did you just eat? Yeah, I need detail. So, did you eat it like an apple? Yeah, so I'll give it a little wash and just eat it like an apple. Bloody Welsh, eh? <laughs> it's good, honestly, it's good. And it's so much easier than it's getting seven, a It's now. that seven crossing, mate. I don't know what it does to people. Yeah, as soon as you cross that bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's because she used to have to pay for the toll. She couldn't afford to peel it. She had to make the most of it. That's what it was. You've got to eat now every... Pay the toll, I'm, yeah. I'm also like the youngest of five, so you've got to eat the scratch. You've got to eat whatever you There you go, get. fight to survive. Yeah. Sammy, on that note, and uh, the confusing nature of Spencer's face right now, we'll leave, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But thank you very much. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank and, you very um, much. and we look forward to hopefully celebrating more goals more goals and promotion with you at the end of the season thank you for having me cheers the rebel yell podcast thanks to sammy for sitting down with us uh and without further ado we'll sit down with john the rebel yell podcast john welcome back to the rebel yell podcast thanks for joining us after a few games um once we we last talked to you just before the final of the Women's World Cup, which unfortunately you predicted it was coming home like we all did. Uh, it didn't come home, but what a, what, what, what a representation of the team was. and, um, you know, such a disappointment. And did you feel a bit annoyed after that you couldn't have played the game together? Well, to <laughs> be honest, I wanted to play the game anyway, which I think yeah. you, 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 um, you see when we were say. talking, yeah, I did say. But, you know, I, I think, I suppose, you know, you get to, to enjoy the game, so... It wasn't. It wasn't but a still major an amazing achievement by the women's team, and I guess as we've always said, like with the Euros last year and the World Cup this year, yeah. a way to get girls so much more interested in the game. It's just going to yeah. help. I think that all the teams were better as well. You know, you got to a final of a World Cup, but all the teams in that in the World Cup were far better, um, and the results were a lot closer than. Um, you know, I suppose some of the results in the Euros as well. Yeah, there were no real big thrash. There were, there were no thrashings at all, no. were there? Like there's been previous women's tournaments where yeah. teams have gone out winning eight nine nil. Yeah, there's none of that going on. It was real competitive game. It was. It was. So the level had risen, and obviously the lower teams or the, the less ranked teams, their level had risen as well. And I, mm. and I think it's um, yeah, it was a 
sad to lose in the final, but to get mm. to a final with so many excellent teams was excellent. And I guess being topical team. of the Women's World Cup, I think obviously if you've been in the women's game, the Hermoso incident at the end, mm. do you think, yeah, we won't, it's not about that, but you know, are you disappointed to see that still in the game and you know, obviously being around women's football a lot? Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I didn't didn't see it initially, so I, no, someone I, else I, had to... I think we turned the TV off. Someone else had to, yeah, I turned it, it off yeah. before beforehand, so yeah, people were, were talking about it and I think, let's like, say the... The people whose opinions matter have um, put their bit forward and obviously um, some pressure has been put on. So I think it's, it's just a shame that the Spanish team didn't get to celebrate their win like they should have been able to and it was all yeah. sort of blemished. Overshadows. Overshadows. I, I think yeah. the whole thing overshadows the whole it was. tournament for me. It was. It, you know, Spain won, yeah. And it, they don't, I don't, I've got to think they're not really celebrated it because yeah. of what happened. Well, I suppose it gives a real... As, as credit to the Spanish players, they'd under all that, I suppose, duress leading up to it, because obviously there'd been some build-up, and then they still went and won. So that, that's a credit to them. them. Yeah, Massive credit to them, but we don't really want them to win anyway. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no. Anyway, we're not talking about the Spanish and the English game, but it's you know, good to touch on it. But, John, a good, I'd say a good strong start to the season. Really good. You know, you've got three wins, one loss, yep. you know, one in the cup, two in the league, and one yep. loss in the league. Yep. Um, how do you summarise so far? We, we, the game we were probably best in was the one we lost. This was an interesting... <laughs> yeah, it was a, very interesting you say that, because we touched on it earlier. Yeah. And Pete and I had a completely different opinion yeah. in Spanish. I thought... Yeah. They won, but they weren't a better team. Yeah, yeah. I think we were just unlucky. I think they had a bit of rub the green. Yeah, you know, fifty-fifty balls all went their way, yeah. and they took the chances. But I, I watched the game back, and I was like, "Bloody hell, we we had the ball all the time, and we created excellent chances." You know, the player on the line clears the ball off the line. A um, couple of one-on-ones with a goalkeeper. You know, I think uh, in in terms of chances, we had as many. You know, that shot, they the last goal where that she just smashed it from far out, and it just 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 went in. Unfortunately for us, I think that was their only shot in the second second half. Well, well, yeah, I, I you know I look at it, and obviously you can't take the goals away, but you know you send the footage to someone and and take the goals away. You think, yeah, you quite easily won that game because all through every third, it wasn't just like we kept the ball at the back well. We had it in midfield. We mm. beat the line quite well, got it into our strikers' feet, got our strikers beyond, got down the sides of them. And, you you know, they've scored the goals, so they deserve to win because we didn't. But, yeah, probably our best, actually, performance in terms of possession, I, th- I thought that was. Um, and... You know, we lost it. But what a way to welcome yourself to leave by beating Cheshire 5-1. That, I mean, what, what a way, you know. It was, it was, it, you know. Real, that, I think that was a real statement because, you know, Sammy touched on, alluded on, you sort of like, you've got these teams saying you don't deserve to be here, go away, but mm. then you go and do that. I mean, yeah. they might not be the best team in the league, but to do a statement win like that, that's a pretty way to sort of say, hello, Worthing have arrived. Yeah, I think I've said to, well, I have I said to the players that, you know, you you need to get into a position now where the way we play gives a little bit of fear to the opposition. So our strikers have scored five goals in four games. Um, other than Sunday, we've not conceded a huge amount. I would imagine the feedback, if someone asked the manager on Sunday, the opposition manager, they'd say, yeah, they play some really good good football. Um, but of course, there's always elements you've got to work on. You know, I think, you know, get to the ball a little bit quicker. Maybe we stop the shot and get more bodies around the ball, maybe it doesn't go through again. So, you know, we need to look at that. But 
in in terms of how we played, I think we did really well. The the, the thing that I touched on from the Cheshire game, yeah, that really stood out to me was the fitness levels. Yeah, of the players. Yeah, it's absolutely really hot. It was demanding day. It was, and after I'd say about the hour mark, it yeah. really shone through the yeah. the level of our players. Yeah, I think um, probably a couple of things. One thing, you 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 feel a bit fitter when you've scored a few more goals and you know you're ahead. Um, but obviously that it's that mental thing, isn't it? It's you can be as fit as someone, but if mentally you're going to go, I'm prepared to rock, rock one more, one more. I, it just brings me back to when I was um, academy manager at Bournemouth. Um, we had the boys under 18s training alongside the men's first team and we were doing a fitness session. So we were doing like lots of three V three, three minute games and we had the heart rate monitors on them. We had them all working. We were going to do six three-minute games. So we did the fifth one, and the lads were right out on their feet. And I thought, mm, are we going to get another one in here? And the men's first team manager started coming across, and he stood there. So oh, what are you doing? So we said, oh, we got one last game. They exceeded the other five because the first team manager was watching. So mentally, they'd gone, right, we got to do it. So you look at all their stats. All their stats, they're in the red zone for longer and yeah, it was it was interesting. So it just showed, you know, it's that mental fitness side of things is it's important. John, have you um picked anything up or learnt something so far in the season with the teams that are in there, what you've seen so far? Um, I've not seen an awful lot, but what I have seen is that it, it looks like a few people are the performances have been a bit inconsistent. So there's no one real standout I don't think at the moment so sort of all those attitude and anyone could beat anyone sort of thing yeah think, I think yeah. probably after six seven games you'll see the ones who will stick there oh, when, we're, when we're at the top looking down well hopefully hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um, no but um, a good start in the cup as well against Portishead because that was yeah. the first uh, yeah. game of the season away and you've got London Bees which is like we were saying to yeah. Sammy like again in last year you, you faced MK Dons yeah and, you know they were two leagues above at the time but yeah. to test yourself against London Bees in a big stage him at the hive as well yeah. like you know it's going to be a good be challenge excellent. and a good sort of testing point for you and the girls no it's nice you know you you go up in the league because you want to challenge don't you you know what otherwise what's the point so we want to try to challenge for everything we can recognize you know we're we're the new team in the league so some teams we're playing against we may not know as much about as we did last season so you know, you just got to look forward to those games. If you don't look forward to those games and you want to go and play the dog and duck, then you may as well you know, know, join the slug and lettuce, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but that's it, though. Because I think you, your staff and the players do look forward to it. Yeah, you definitely. You do enjoy it. You know, yeah. it's, it's really noticeable. Yeah. And that's that's a you know, big accomplishment on your part. Yeah. You're getting, the, you're getting players to that level yeah. where they do want to play and that's what they want to do. Well, I don't see why you wouldn't. Why I don't see, you know, what what what's the point of not trying to challenge? You know, realistically, we don't want to draw Chelsea, you know, because that might be a little bit of a step too far at the moment. It might be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it might it might be, yeah. But you know, you 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 know that we've got players who are good enough to do exceptionally well in this league. So we've got to make them a cohesive unit. Now. Um... Obviously, when it comes to the men's team, a run in the cup is always what brings money in. And I know there's yeah. not as much money in the women's game no. as you'd like. A cup, a cup run um, for you in the cup, would it be beneficial financially to the club or do you have to go much further into the Not tournament? the League Cup, no. No. League yeah. Cup costs us money, basically. It costs you money. Well, right, thinking, yeah. My right thinking is actually like no money. I don't, no, there's no, no prize money. So it's, so it's just it's, cost. So 
So, yeah. for example, when we went to Porter's Head, that's yeah. a big cost to the club. With cost the to the club. I think you can claim some money for, for fuel, depending on how many miles it away. So we could probably get some back. But, yeah, it was um, it was a, a big cost. So... Um, so that's but, not the cup you really want to have a run in. It's not well, we do, yeah, yeah, we do, because it's, it's a league cup. Morale, I yeah. guess, and everything yeah. like that. But but, no. but again, you know, it's a cost. But everyone knew it was going to cost, so it's not like a, a surprise. Yeah. You know, you're going to draw teams. You go up in the division. We're now in the national league, and it says what it says. It means you're a bit more national, so there's more teams to play further away. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be further, and you you know you got to get used to that. Yeah. Um, the FA Cup, we go in later round, so we might pull some teams a bit higher where where we went in early last and season. When do, you, when do you come into that? Um, I think now, November. Yeah. I can think you, it's what, October. Is that up to the championship level? Or is it just a national? No, level? they don't come in until the new year. So the championship will come in. Um, in the, round, in the new year, and it'd be probably the fifth round. So. You know, You're going at the third, is it? There's so many confusing. And we go around one before the third. So, 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 so you've set, got a set, good two or yeah, three second. games to like till yeah. you get like the ones in the channel. No, that's good. It'll be good. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you got QPR and Sudbury coming up in the league. Yeah. Thoughts on those games? Yeah, we um, they've had some good results, and then they had some not so good results. So you know you can't really judge whereabouts they are. You know you always look at the players that they've got, try and have a little bit of the, the footage. The footage is less available for us. So you can't always get footage from all the games and teams you play. Kind of relying on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, any little sort of highlights they put out, knowing the players, um, maybe looking at asking the if if but the opposition manager of if they've played them, what what their thoughts are, but only if you know them. You know, they don't give that away freely all the time. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised. Um, I think for me, it's like when you start seeing these bigger names like QPR. And yeah. That's when you kind of think, oh, wow, QPR. You see, like, obviously, obviously Wimbledon and stuff like that. Norwich away away yeah, as well. Norwich as well. Nice yeah. long yeah. trip. Yeah. Two Cambridges as well. That's going to be a fun weekend, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> long, long journey for you. Uh, John, good luck for um, the rest of the month and next few weeks. And uh, yeah. I'll speak to you next month. Thank you very much. Cheers, John. Cheers. Cheers. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks, uh John, for speaking to us as per usual, and uh, Pete, you want to announce something, don't you? I was just going to say that um, we are covering, uh, covering <laughs> the women's team on the Sundays when they've got a home game. I won't be going away, but as I do the Tannoy for them on a Sunday. What? Where are you covering them, though, Pete? Where are you I'll be on? covering them at Woodside Road. On what? Right, on, what pla- <laughs> on what? On, on, on what platform? <laughs> on our usual RebelYell.Live platform. There we go. There we go. He got it in there in the end. Brought to you by MK Window Cleaning and... Price Jones Electrical. There we go. Thank you very much. Um, guys, about sort of time to stop thinking about wrapping up this podcast. An action-packed one, as per usual. Thanks to all the guests on the show today. Um, we're with FCSA Travel with Box Direct. And uh, thanks also to Compass Travel, who've also discounted the coaches for us to bring it to you at an affordable price. Um, we've got a few coming up, haven't we? We've got Maidstone coming up next weekend. That should be a good test for us. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, we jump in the FA Cup game this week. Well, we've got, yeah, we got, but that's not on WFCSA Travel, has it? No, no. So I'm talking about WCSA. So he comes okay. along, just disrupts it again. Do you know what I mean? We'll talk about Eastbourne in the Cup and the Cup Should in a minute. There, but WCSA Travel on uh, Maidstone. Uh, Maidstone's the first one. And then yep, we seats have... Seats still available. Seats are still available. Please, we've got, I think, about... Time of time of uh, speak now, I think we've got about 14 seats. So please uh, do 
buy them because obviously it's it's not run at a profit guys it is run through the sport association and we take the hit so you know if we do have lots of empty seats in the future we might not be able to bring it to you um in the future so please 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 do support if you're thinking about going just get on the bus support your supporters association support the service it's for the not other fans the worst journey in the world mate today, right, so it's probably about an hour and a half from here Yes, probably yeah. a little stop in Clackett to get your Mackies. As long as there's not a pile up on the M25. Hopefully, Spencer Mackies have got their um, S in order this time because I think didn't know last time at Clackett's they were shocking or something when you went to one of the games. I can't remember what one it was. I wasn't there. I think this is Dover they were, experience. They were under, was it Dover? They were yeah. understaffed. Yeah. Hopefully, a, they've sorted it out now. But there was a lovely sight in in the services. I don't, Pete. Right. Right. Anyway, can we move on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> Pete, you can talk about the FA Cup this time. There you go. Um, we got the FA Cup. I mean, I'm not going to lie, guys. We already spoke about it off air. It's not the most attractive uh, fixture for us. I think it, I would have loved to have seen Coxie coming back. But, I mean, it's just East Bombara again in the same round, but away this time. Yeah. I, I saw in the chat yesterday, was, uh, the chances of getting East Bourne again were 0.015% or it, something. It ain't fixed, guys. <laughs> it's not fixed. There's no such thing as warm balls, is there, in a bowl? No. <laughs> But but well, it's it not exactly a big money is. tie, is it? Yeah. It's not exactly worth an Eastbourne. Yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, we've got to go there. Um, They're not on form at the moment, Eastbourne, are they at all? No, and they've, they've, they've a lot of new players. A lot of new players. Well, they're all, it's full time. I think it's like when we speak on the alternative podcast. You say you get these players that are full time at this level. Are they going to be the best full time players you can get? Yeah, and they're probably not. At the same time, we've we haven't really had a cup run, have we, for donkeys? So it would be nice to have a cup run. Be nice to get some prize yeah, money. Eight games. <laughs> we have won uh, some uh, games. <laughs> I, I seen a lot of. I heard a lot of people saying they really want a good cup run, and I'm. If I'm really honest, I get, I get the money side of it. But that's the main thing. It's the money, and yeah, we but, need the money. That's think of all these projects. I'd, I'd, I'd always it, take league over cup. If if it goes of detriment of the league, yeah. I think. Not being when the league should be number but our, one. Our squad's big enough to deal. Okay, with Okay, but let's say this. Let's say we get to round one of the FA Cup. We draw one of the League One teams. We're on TV at Woodside Road. Capacity. We get a lot of money for it. That does all of our. Pete, you won't be able to commentate though. You'd have to stand behind the goal, wouldn't you? Because the BBC would tell you off the air. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, they would. They wouldn't. FA Cup rules. Well, if it's on TV, oh, he'd do it behind the goal, then wouldn't he? I'd be having a word with him. <laughs> Excuse say, me, Mr. I'd, Director I'd you, General. I'd say, you see this thing in the stand at the top there? That's where I come and Pete, Pete. That's, so. that's my pulpit. That is <laughs> yeah. Pete's pulpit. What, what was oh, it again? What, what, it, it pointed his brick going, Pete Vell. What does it say on there? Pete Vell commentator. <laughs> I can imagine him having going one-on-one with the BBC and saying, uh, Gary Lineker, I, I pee off Gary. It's my, my, my area here. Um, but, you know, I would take round one. Great to bring some attraction to the club, some casual fans that won't maybe not turn up. We might get a max capacity ground, yeah. testing out some of the proper features of like segregation and stuff because they probably have to do it for a game like that if it was a good club. And we get the money, but then you know we bow out. We never know, and then we go on to win the league, yeah, and it drives we, us on. Just go back a, a money. couple of seasons during COVID, and it was that little, our little club up Marine, north. Marine, Marine. That's it. Yeah, you and can imagine. Tottenham. You can imagine playing Tottenham. Do you that remember was, they had the? Imagine roulette? that. Do you remember they had the roulette, the bet where the ball would go? You could see it along the St Elmo Road. You see, like all the people, they'll be scaffolding the back garden and stuff. <laughs> can we borrow your garden? Like, be like a proper like, lounge area. But I, I mean, it, I think it'd be. I would love to see it. I mean, we've got, we've got the FA Trophy as well. I mean, would you take a run in the FA Cup to the first round, or would you take FA Trophy to the final? 
trophy to the final because it's got more realistic chance of winning something. We're, yeah. not, we're not going to win the FA Cup, let's face it. No, we're not. Well, you never it's, about, it's about a cup running some Man, money. Man City versus Worthing. <laughs> I, I still take promotion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but we're just talking talking about cup runs though. Just talking about we're talking about the cups at the moment. You got the trophy in the cup. Yeah, we've got more of a realistic chance in the trophy. But I would, I'd still love to see like a big team at Woodside Road. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> obviously with Spencer, I think for me that the promotion is number one, and with everything else that follows, it's a nice extra. Would you take promotion this season though, even that we may not be ready with this team and like what obviously they've took the club have spoke about full time and everything like that? You're not going to turn it down, are you? No, of course you're not going to turn it down. No, no, of course not. No, but like, but would you want to go up with a with a full time squad that they're trying to do first and then actually give it a go or do what Dorkin have maybe done and gone up sort of that part time model and you know they've really struggled? I, I would, I'd take going up any day and then. You know, I think the club will have the plans ready. Adam, this will be ready for it. And, you know, and if you look at the quality of players we attracted now, if we go up, what else can we attract on top of that? You know, I, I, the only downside will be obviously there's some restrictions about alcohol sale, which will hurt the club a bit. But saying that, George has said, and he spoke to us, and Barry said as well, hasn't he? That there might be a bit of like leeway in that possibly coming out due to local licensing and stuff. So whether they're changing that or something, it's down to maybe the local authority. It could be. A good thing, you never know. It could be, but you know, I, I'll still take promotion. Anyway, we're a long way off that. Let's let's focus. Let's let's hope we get a little cup run. I'd love a little cup run. Let's focus on the cup. <laughs> let's focus on the cup for the, for this month only, and then when next month when we're out of all the trophies. Wembley, Wembley. <laughs> what, what promotion final was at London Stadium? Oh no, that was when during COVID years when I couldn't do it at Wembley, wasn't it? Because was it the Champions League final? Did it? At no, it was Stadium? because of the Euros. I want to say. Was it that? Yeah. Anyway, guys, um, good month. Let's hope for some good fixtures and we can still be at the sort of summit of the table uh, the next time we're on air. Um, Spencer, we've got a new T-shirt drop coming soon, haven't we? Yeah, it's come out it's, of the... Here. It's, it's come out of the blue. Literally, literally out of the blue. Well done. See what you've done there. Well done. Ooh. He's a man of many puns. Um, Guys, we have got child sizes this time. There are limited 10, 10 in child sizes this time we will do. Uh, they'll be £8 for child sizes and £12 for adults. Um, keep an eye on the social media. Um, if you do see Spencer or anyone around and you want to make sure you get one, do give us a little nudge and we'll make sure one's safe for you. Um, but otherwise, we'll, we're not 100% sure when we're going to put it on sale yet because we've, we haven't got home game at the moment for a few weeks, I don't think, have we? 2nd of October. Is it 2nd of October? So that's quite possibly when they will be on and ready to go um, other than that anything else to add guys no not for me you've always got something to add you've no, always got something to add nothing to say no, not, nothing at all now. Yeah. nothing at all do follow us on our social media platforms at Rebel Yell WFCSA and as we said remember WFCSA travel brought to you by Box Direct is um, available for coach travel for the next month yeah so it's Maidstone on the 23rd and Chelmsford on the 14th and I think Bath's on there at the moment as well Western Supermare we are looking at going to another platform soon guys to make it easier for Gary to organise so just keep an eye on that your your, your bookings will be honoured on this new platform but we may find that the Western game that we're aiming to launch will be on this new platform we're just finalising those details now other than that that's that that is uh, September all wrapped up guys so thank you very much for joining us Thank you to our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical, for your continued support. And we will see you next month, won't we? We will. Or five weeks, six weeks. 
What are we saying? Happy Christmas. <laughs> and a happy new year. Up the rebels. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.